0: Welcome to episode 10 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. We are recording Monday night, May 20th. My name's Paul McGinty. With me are Ian Sharpley. Hello. And Matt Casale. Good evening. Tonight we're going to be talking best and worst comic book movie
1: performances. We're also going to talk a little Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're going to also get into not only best and worst, but... Everything in Mediocre. Between. Yeah, mediocre. mediocre.
0: Mm-hmm. The full gambit of performance. Yes. And first, everyone's favorite housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. <laughs> uh,
2: please, please check out MixSauce.com. Uh, it's where the origin of this great podcast stems from. You can see our web strips. Every Tuesday and Friday Also our stellar reviews That we have Sometimes Paul will review Ten comic books In one sitting And sometimes I'll get one out <laughs> uh, I don't mo- do any More in-depth looking The kind of things that we read And uh, how we feel about comics. You don't books. do any
0: reviews Because you don't read any books
1: <laughs> That's bullshit
2: You can follow us In the iTunes store You can follow us at mcsauce.potemattic.com. Also, you can find us on Stitcher Radio. Just type in McSauce, and it'll take you right to us. Um, follow us on Facebook and uh, like us, love us. Let us know what you think. We all have on the Facebook right now our little depressed boy illustrations. So let us know what you think about those because, as I stated, a candy bar does hang <laughs> in the balance. So we take our candy. Very seriously, so let what us know you, what you what
1: think. What did you really want? What was your other request? The Karate that Kid it? shirt. I looked oh, that yeah. up by the way online. Yeah. The Karate Kid shirt, and uh, you—it's out there. It's only like seventeen. Well, we saw it. We know it's
2: out there. Well,
1: yeah, I you know, <laughs> but like it—it's common enough that I could just order it online. Like I don't have to go to some special store at the mall.
2: We should have just ripped it off that kid's back whenever we, we saw yeah, it. Yeah, right. I mean, that would have been the easiest way. Pickles, sea bass. <laughs> You can follow us on Twitter at Gint underscore McSauce or at The Sauce. Matt, I'm sure one day is going to get a Twitter handle. And uh,
1: have we have we stopped taking submissions on that? Uh,
2: they've stopped submitting, so I think okay. we're uh, at our maximum.
1: So okay, so it's all the
2: <laughs> all the, the insulting. homoerotic
1: insulting ones, or the like halfway decent one that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'd like to thank Tiff for the halfway decent one. She also had an insulting homoerotic one as oh. well. But she did provide us with at Little Depressed Matt, which I
1: think has a nice ring to it. I do, too. I think it will be a little, little Depressed Matt.
2: And uh, while you follow us, uh, while, while you're uh, ranking and reviewing on iTunes, we really appreciate that. That helps us climb in the store. I don't really know tangibly what it does for us whenever you give us five stars i have no idea i don't know but please do it because it can't be bad it'll be good so just give give it it. just
1: feels good
2: yeah and uh yeah we'd like to thank uh the turk Turkleton, for uh a nice review a nice five star shining five star review where he says that we're intelligent and we have passionate banner banter so, um, and we will keep up the good work. He's clearly never listened to the podcast. No,
1: he was listening to something else.
2: So, uh, thank you so much. We really appreciate all the feedback, as always. But I guess now tonight, uh, and also, um, check out the Moonlit Matinees for the Oaks. This summer they're gonna have all kinds of good stuff. You know you love Gremlins and the Goonies. I've never seen Jaws, but I hear it's pretty good. It's solid. It's so fun. It's passable.
1: I can't believe you haven't seen it.
2: Let me see. Out of this list, I have not seen... Only Jaws and the Warriors are the two that I haven't seen. So, maybe, whenever whenever it comes time, we'll go see these movies together. McSaw's Field Trip.
0: I think that's a good idea.
2: But now, I think it's time for us to get into...
0: So, before... a A little comic book fun. Before we started, uh the old podcast here we watched the latest trailer for Marvel's Agents of Shield the upcoming spin-off television show from the Avengers that's supposed to premiere this fall supposed to premiere you doubt the oh, abc right, you think
2: abc's lying to that's going
0: to that's going to premiere this fall why well, I, I haven't read definitively that the pilot was picked up
2: i don't think that they can
0: not pick it up um, I'm I haven't sh- heard I'm that sure, I'm or, sure it'll be on this fall with well, I mean, all the with all the names and the money behind it. Uh, there's no way that this falls through the cracks.
2: They already did the upfronts, right? Where everybody that is producing a show or a pilot goes and makes their pitch to the networks. Didn't they already do that?
0: Yeah. So it had
2: to have been picked up, I would imagine. <clears throat> well, they, there's a there's a big uh,
0: like three minute trailer. Wouldn't that be a there? bummer if they spent all that money on the pilot and they didn't <laughs> pick it up? So, I'm a big TV watcher. I watch TV like a champ. I would rather sit down and watch a season of a TV show than go to the movies. Ugh. Matt, it sounds, sounds like disagrees with that philosophy. Well, so where do, you, where do you stand not being a TV guy, on going from the Avengers on the Big screen to The funny. Avengers Cleanup crew on the small screen?
1: I have no interest in it whatsoever. Whoa! And I have... I had none, and then I saw the trailer, and somehow I have even less interest in <laughs> now it. <let's>
2: now, <laughs> let's get into your hatred of television, because you were like, "Oh."
1: Well, no, no, no. It was... Hold like, on. <laughs> he, he compared it to going to the movies. To me, going to the movies is, like, the most fun thing I can do. All right, well, let, uh, then let what me... What are you, 12? The most fun thing? Then let me... Say, I'd rather
0: watch a TV show than put in a DVD. I, I,
1: I, I'm, com- I'm
0: with you. I'm, I completely agree I'm with that. I'm into the theater experience. I'm into the going to the movies, going to you know, midnight shows, afternoon shows. I like going, but I'm a bigger fan of the TV medium.
2: I think you can get more immersed in hours and hours. You can build a better story with a well-done TV show than you can with a movie. I'm going to go out there and say that. You can tell a better story. not think so. Well, I'm just saying that that's what I believe. You can yeah. tell a better story on TV than you can in a movie, because you have more time.
1: Right. You can you can definitely get into more details, but you can also kind of trip over yourself and and kind of get redundant and have filler episodes. Mm. I right? uh, I just prefer the pacing of a movie versus TV. Yeah. Um, you know, I like the fast kind of beginning, middle, fast and the furious. Yep. <laughs> Big fan of that series. <laughs> Are you? Are no, you? No. no, I've
0: never seen any of those. But I want I've to. I've seen
2: all those fucking movies. I want to. The last one was pretty good. Dwayne. I want
1: to go, go back. I want to go back. Did he get hit by a bus in it by chance?
2: He did not. But that bus would have been toast. If it <laughs> ran and then, into and then, him.
1: did Paul like walk onto the screen, beat the shit out of him afterwards? <laughs> it was my only chance.
2: Paul Walker may have, but <laughs> oh. not Paul McGinty.
1: Okay.
0: So is it is it that. It's too much of a time commitment for you because we understand your time is at a premium when it comes to getting caught up on such television shows as The Walking Dead or reading some comic books.
2: Such as The Walking Dead.
1: (laughs) No, I wouldn't say that it's a, a time issue. I mean, sometimes I really enjoy getting into a show. However, I do kind of prefer to watch a show like a full season of it on DVD versus waiting every single week for it just because then I get, like, too impatient. That's why I like a movie. Um, But if I discover a show after it's already on DVD, that is a really fun way to watch it. Like, when I first started watching Supernatural, I got to watch three episodes a day. I mean, that's pretty awesome.
2: I came to the Supernatural game really late, and Dom actually downloaded five seasons of Supernatural for uh, me and my significant other. And who it was her idea. She wanted to watch it, probably because they're handsome young men, and that's her <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> well, that's and, why I
0: watched
2: it. And uh, me too. <laughs> and we sat down when the first episode was on, and, you know... She... I'll
0: tell you, I'll tell you, speaking of handsome young men, I'll tell you what Supernatural doesn't do that a lot of CW shows with handsome young men do. There are no blatant... Sam and Dean shirtless shots.
2: Yeah, thank goodness Unlike for that.
0: Unlike Arrow, but... who are always showcasing Stephen Amell with no clothes on.
2: Arrow's bread and butter is the cross-training that I think <laughs> Green Arrow undergoes every episode.
0: I don't I don't necessarily need to see him shirtless, doing ex- exercising. See, but that's out. the thing.
2: We don't, but the female viewers right,
0: love that shit. I do like that they show him doing that, because I feel like Batman is... Yeah, you know, like the the apex of you know physical perfection, but you never see him working out in any of his mediums. Yeah. So I even though I don't necessarily need to see as much of Stephen Amell's nipples, it's nice to see them showing that. I mean, this is a full routine for him. He does the shit all the time. Yeah.
1: I think in Supernatural though, um, there are a fair amount of Sam shirtless sequences so. maybe but they're more know, early not so much dean Well, sam's know. pretty like built and ripped and everything they but seem dean to stay a little bit away so from
2: they stay away from that because whenever they're like spoofing it in that book series they're always shirtless on the cover of those novels <laughs> so i kind of think that they stay maybe, away maybe, but they, maybe they might
0: early on they did that but yeah. because they not lately they haven't done it in last, I have watched the
1: last couple seasons so
0: so matt no, on Agents of Shield, but you're a big Marvel
1: fan. You were a yeah. you a moderate Avengers fan. No, I'm I really really enjoyed the Avengers. I thought it was great. I think it's one of the best Marvel superhero movies that they've done. Um, but at no point did I watch the Avengers and say, you know, it'd be even better. Like how they could make this even better if they come out with a show about these peripheral characters. That I've already forgotten about, and that died. <laughs> like they need to, they need to resurrect him and put him on a weekly show. Like it's just completely unnecessary. It seems to me to be a complete cash in. Um, I, I admit, I probably will watch it just out of sheer curiosity and the fact that. I kind of will want to support it just because it's a you know a comic book related um, venture, like a really high profile, high budget thing. Um, but I don't know. I can't imagine it being all that interesting. I mean, you saw the trailer. What did you think? Ian? I,
2: I thought I, I liked the trailer. It kind of had a feeling. Um, It looks like they're going to do super. It's going to be like superheroes and fringe and X-Files kind of things. Maybe not on the edge as much as that. Maybe not as dark because that's not really the way that Marvel and their live action properties are going. They're going pretty light and and funny. Um, But this. Iron Man 3
0: was a goddamn comedy, by the way. It was a laugh riot. But I think. National Lampoon's Iron Man 3. That's what that was. I, I liked
2: the S.H.I.E.L.D. trailer. I thought it looked interesting. Um, it, I think that you can add some... It has the opportunity to add some characters that maybe you won't see in the regular Marvel universe. Some street-level kind of things that they can do with that franchise. Um, I, I, I wish that I recognized somebody from that. <laughs> and if, if they didn't tell me that that was a Marvel property, I would have no real idea. I mean, why don't they come out and say... This is Luke Cage. is that Luke, Luke Cage? And just
0: so you're not getting yourself excited, that's already been confirmed. That's not Luke Cage. Ah, uh, And that's it. fucking stupid, that's right? That's so Why fucking stupid. Why
2: would you have a bald black dude that looks like he has unbreakable skin?
0: <laughs> yeah, so it looks like you have a black guy with superpowers. So are they planning on introducing Luke Cage later? So now you have... Two guys with it, the same It would seem you completely have a redundant in characters. Yeah.
2: That seems stupid. It seems like where we talk <laughs> about all the time where they get afraid of like really going in and, and really really nerding it up and, and making that nod to the, to the think, fans and I'd say, think... "Here's that hero that you fucking want." Or they, what they do is they say, "This is pretty close. you like this, don't
0: you? This is where the series is going to fail they're not going to use nearly enough Marvel-established characters. This is a perfect series to put Moon Knight in. Because Moon Knight's a ground-level character, he's essentially Marvel's wacky Batman. I mean, he can fit perfectly... Right. In a street level show like that, you see how good Arrow's doing. Yeah, um, but the, the, they won't use
2: them. And just mirror that with the way that Arrow does things. They have Deathstroke, the Terminator, in all his goofy glory with his the mask and yeah. all the whole deal. He has the whole uniform, which sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. But they went for it. They reference Ferris Aircrafts. Um, yeah, Arrow. They gets, have Deadshot. The Arrow gets deep into DC lore, and all those things are appreciated.
0: By the I wish fans. they would have given Deadshot the full like metal mask with the eye. Because yeah. they gave Deathstroke his mask, but yeah. they just give Deadshot this silly little...
2: Yeah. That's and another
1: thing, too. By the way, thingy.
2: they even go Love with it. the huntress. They put the huntress in a few episodes. Huntress, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and isn't she Whoa. a?
2: Isn't she a bitch?
0: I don't know why. I don't know why I always think of her like that. Every time because I see we her. would talk
2: when we were working together, we would always refer to her as the huntress.
0: <laughs> I don't think we ever called her the huntress.
1: She doesn't sound very nice.
0: She's not. She's a bitch in the show. It's okay. just fun yeah. to call
1: a superhero a cunt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, that's for all you female listeners. Send
1: your, send your hate mail to... At, at, at the, the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's another thing, though, that, uh, like, Paul pointed out, bringing a character like Moon Knight in makes sense because street level, the show obviously has a smaller budget than, like, The Avengers did... And I mean, just looking at the trailer, the best parts of the trailer, frankly, were the clips from the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And then when it transitions to the, you know, clips that are actually from the show, it's like, oh, this doesn't look as good. But they could have
2: done it really, and, re- if they really yeah. went for it. They could have put, you know, Iron Fist in there. They could have put Luke Cage. They could have put Moon Knight. They, they could and they, have and had. They still may. They might. Yeah, right. But right. why
1: not come out like that and have it, some of that in the trailer? It kind of resembles um, the comic book you guys know the comic book powers written yeah. by, by brian michael Bendis, oh. yeah um which is about a homicide detective that only works on cases where there's superpowers involved like homicide like superheroes dying yeah. and he investigates it and i loved that series up there was a talk point,
2: of them doing that on fx
1: that's right yeah as a matter of fact i've read that's been recently in and out of that it's still, of not yeah. still not dead still not dead
2: I didn't like the book, but I'd still like to see the series. I'd give the series a chance.
1: Um, but this kind of looks like that only a little more on a government level. So, um, but I don't know. I think what maybe appealed to me more about something like Powers is just kind of that it's even more street level. It's a little bit more like believable. You don't have to worry so much about like kind of half-ass special effects because it's not pertinent. You can just do the whole detective, like, rigmarole.
2: But there's so much about the Marvel Universe that they could do and not have to really go for the special effects. But it seems like they're kind of trying to do both. We're we're gonna do some of this shit, but we're not gonna give you one single fucking hero that you
0: recognize. And this this is why I'm in Matt's camp. I am so uninterested in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because I am stunned they have, that you're
1: saying this. That's what it's called. No, oh, I mean... you mean this?
2: <laughs> 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 How dare you call it by its full name?
1: Are you retarded?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Um... It's not like you called it Marvel's Agents of the countrys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am stunned you would call it that.
0: I, they have such a they have such a great chance here at bringing Marvel comics. To the small screen, and they and I understand they're gonna shy away from some stuff because TV budget is way smaller than movie budget. Even on Smallville, they pretty much had had you know budget for one big effect per episode. So they're gonna have to watch that. But there's a ton of there's tons of ways around that. Now, are we being dicky, fucking like, nerdy fans
2: right here and judging it on, on one, one trailer. trailer? No,
0: I'm not judging it on the trailer. I'm judging it on they're character based. The only guy you know is Agent Coulson, and he's not even a comic guy. Yeah,
2: he's a made-up character. He's a,
0: he's he a made-up character. kind of cool, though. Just I, like, I do like that character. Yeah, I, I like him, too. Clark but Craig, still, the to the point,
2: he, he's not really but anybody the, from the comics. All the
0: other... I mean, you can pull in some... You can pull in fucking Vision and do him like Data on the next generation. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. That's a There's great a idea. There's a handful of stuff that you can do, but they're like, Nope, we're going to give you Agent Coulson and... All these fucking 20-something generic nobodies. Now, I wonder what kind of mandate they
2: had when they were like, okay, check it out, because we're making all these other movies in Phase 2. These are the characters that you can't use, because there's talk in Avengers that they can't... They're not in in Avengers 2. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are probably going to be Heroes Taken. I wonder how many they were like, look, you can't use these guys. I wonder...
0: Well, I'm, I'm sure that has something to do with it, but the Marvel stable of characters is so big, like, one of these lead, one of the main core characters in the show should be someone recognizable. I agree. Yep. <clears throat> I agree with that. Yeah. I and do. now, and now, the only one that you think is recognizable, they're like, oh no, sorry, that's not Luke Cage. That's another fucking generic, newly created character. So, I'm, I'm probably gonna watch it just because it's a... It's a comic book show. And you will be curious. I will be curious. and I'll, I, I will need to do my do nerd diligence.
1: You know, I say I'm going to watch it, but I haven't watched Arrow. Arrow is no, so
0: fucking good. I don't know how you
1: haven't watched Arrow's Arrow. Arrow's season
0: finale was one of the best season finales I've ever In seen. In the
1: history of season finales. In finale. the history of
0: season finales. It was really fucking good. I mean, they hit every fucking beat. Won't spoil anything. So oh, it's like a musical
1: or... Yeah. Nice. That does sound like one of the best season finales in the history of season finales.
0: It was I was fucking impressed. It like, was really it was good. over, and credits it, came up, and I was like, damn.
2: It sets up the whole next second season. Um, there's, a, there's a big arc that they're going to have to take now because of what happens in this one final episode. Um, I'm excited for it.
0: Like I told Ian earlier, what, what I liked about it is that it wasn't a big cliffhanger. If the if the series ended right now, see, I disagree. I end. think it's a little cliffhanger ish. But all the main all the main plot points get wrapped up,
2: except you know the big. It's I mean it's a huge deal of what happens at the end. That's going to have gigantic ramifications. It, uh.
0: So, and do you plan on watching Marvel's Agents of Shield?
2: Yeah, I do. Um, not because I feel like you have a DVR already. Not <laughs> yet. Not yet. I don't have, like, any kind of comic book nerd guilt. I think that stuff has gone away where uh, I'd say a couple years ago I would go to every Marvel or DC or comic book influence movie or support all that stuff just because Mm. I didn't want comic book movies and media to go away. But now um, I pick and choose. If I don't like something, I won't watch it. But this looks good to me. I think I'm going to give it a chance. It's hard for me to judge something on just one trailer. Uh, It doesn't look... Jeff Loeb is a it producer look,
0: on that. It doesn't look bad. It's just disappointing. And uh, stop putting fucking Joss Whedon's name on this thing. Because it's not going to be like Firefly. It's not going to be like Buffy, where he was balls deep in that shit. He created those universes. Yeah, but don't be stupid. They have, to, they have to put his name shit. on that. I know they do. So then so well, no, be well, look, reasonable about it. All right. What, what I mean to say is that people shouldn't go into this expecting Buffy or Firefly because he's not involved. I don't care how much Jeb Whedon is involved, he's not Joss Whedon. Is he the evil Joss Whedon? He's his brother that writes a bunch of nerd stuff. That writes a bunch of step-down nerd stuff like his, and from I and his, his genius brother. Ooh. Right? Well done, Matt the movie okay. file. Yep. that mean, he's had sex with movies. <laughs> Underage movies. Oh! <laughs>
2: No, I think that um, I'm still going to give it a shot. I'm going to watch it. Um, I didn't think that Arrow looked necessarily good at this time. Arrow was
0: scary before it came
2: out. It looked like a piece of dog shit. And I was like, Arrow was scary. I remember saying, I can't wait till this show debuts so that they can cancel it and I can be done with it. The
0: CW gets such a bad rap, but they've made some good stuff. And I've I'm a I'm a fan fan of the CW. I've watched a ton of stuff. Yeah, I, I do too. Even when it was well, what was Nikita it before? was a pretty the decent show. I think so. Even like even back then I was. Well, they was had different. The
2: they had a diff, a completely different style of show back then. Like,
0: you know, they, with stuff like Vampire Diaries and now Beauty and the Beast, they have such a chick network. You know, but it crosses over, over them. because
2: they do chick drama kind of stuff. But with but that's uh, what poor known for. flair, so
0: even if so, it pulls even somebody you like have, you and I in. Well, right,
2: me because I'm a man, and you because you're a
0: woman. Our good friend Darcy has stayed away from Supernatural because she's like yeah. it's on CW, but it's so different. It's it's not like a it's CW a great show. Fucking show. It's the tone of it's totally different than than all that other stuff. But since it's on that network, it gets a bad rap.
2: That network puts out decent shows. I like Nikita. I've watched Vampire Diaries in the past. Yeah, you have. Nine oh two one oh. Woo!
0: I like Supernatural. I'm a big fan of Heart of Dixie. And that's it. I've watched a lot. I watched the entire first season of Heart of Dixie. I've watched the entire first two seasons of Heart of Dixie. Yeah, see, that's worse. <laughs> so we can segue this right into uh comic book performances. Um, oh, not maybe, nice segue. Uh, well, that's that's how we set things up. We're professionals on the Comedy podcast. Certainly are. Do you think Stephen ML does a good job as Oliver Queen?
2: I do. I think that he would be somebody that would transition into a Justice League movie really good. To the point where I'd be kind of let down if they cast somebody else as Oliver Queen in Justice League.
0: Green Arrow for years used to be he used to look like Robin Hood. He had the hat. I think there may have been a feather in it. He had the pointy goatee, the The kind of handlebar mustache. He was totally blonde. But Stephen Amell is just a badass, and that's what the the current comic book Oliver Queen is like. But I don't fucking give a shit about him in the books. I want the old Ollie back in the books. But I told I'm totally into the Stephen Amell Ollie Queen.
2: What's funny is um, uh, when you talk to some people that aren't familiar with Oliver Queen in the books but they know of the arrow and the handsomeness of Stephen Amell. And you talk to them, and they're like, oh, well, I'd like to, do you have any green arrow? Do you have any books? And you have to tell them, look, he doesn't doesn't necessarily even act like Oliver Queen from the books, and he definitely doesn't look like it. It's a totally different
0: character than traditional Oliver Queen, but for this iteration of this character, it works. It works so well. Has he Green Arrow hasn't appeared in any. He other... He did have a feather in his hat. Yeah, yes he does.
2: Clear ass shit. Has he
1: appeared?
0: He hasn't appeared in any other live media.
2: I don't think so. What's I mean. This?
0: Oh. Oh fuck. wait a second. He, he was did in, in Smallville. That's right. he was in Smallville, and that was that was fine. He was Justin Hartley was good in Smallville as Ollie Queen, but I think the whole tone of Stephen Amell this time around is just, it's just way more. Are they because give... it's it's
2: Batman in green.
1: Yeah. Are yeah. they going to give him the the beard and like the goatee for maybe the next season I as doubt it. gets older? <laughs> they need I to keep so. that rugged handsomeness <laughs> in
2: a, in full effect. But lame.
1: He really is. You can't say it's lame if you haven't
2: watched it. It's a I can really say visually... good show.
1: No, it looks good and it works. Uh, he should have the. He should look like. But that's getting back to a couple episodes Look at those abs.
0: He doesn't need to look like the character. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I mean... Oh my god.
1: (laughs) Now how come you've stayed away from Arrow? Well, like you said earlier, you thought that it looked terrible based on the previews, and Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I'm basing my opinion on. Everything I've seen of it looked kind of bad. Scary bad. And
2: you don't take the opinion of two of your most highly respected colleagues... (laughs) That <laughs> well, Matt, Matt and I really show. need
1: to—we
0: really need to step carefully around each other's reviews of things, because a lot of the time we're polar opposites. Yeah, about stuff.
1: That's why it's always kind of like a breath of fresh air if we agree on something,
0: <laughs> like like uh, tonight's tonight's revelation of Marvel's Agents of Shield.
1: Not the title, but the fact that <laughs> we agree that it doesn't look all that great. Matt, do you
0: have? Do you have a favorite comic book performance? Which, which, What actor really brought a character to life for you? I would
1: have to say...
2: Viggo Rob- Mortensen <laughs> in A History of Violence.
1: <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man is probably the most inspired casting for a superhero I think I've ever seen. And it might be the best acting job for a superhero that so I've ever seen. So much so
0: that... I feel like he has become the character more so than the actual character. I feel like the, in the books he's written, like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah,
1: I agree, and and yeah, he's almost so good that it's a detriment to the character of Iron Man. Um, and there's no, been no. talk of you know he says is we're leading into the um, you know the promote the big promotions for Iron Man three, he's going around doing the, you know, media junket and he's talking about I'm not gonna do Iron Man forever. My assumption is he's gonna do an Avengers two and that'll probably be it. That's my guess. But I think at
2: that point they'll just have to straight up phase the character of Iron Man out of some of the Marvel movies for a while. Maybe because I don't think that you can replace
1: I, the way that, that performance the way that they were talking was almost as if, you know, Iron Man will carry on um, as you know, another actor, but I don't. I don't think it's going to be. It, it can't. It can't work. No, Part but- of the reason why those movies are
2: so successful is because of his performance, not all the over-the-top big budget effects. You can see that anywhere. It's because he embodies Tony Stark.
0: I agree. He has. He has undeniable swagger. <laughs> his charisma is. Palpable. It is it's it's an intangible that he brings to that character. I don't even know who else. Like, and I, I can't even think of another actor that I would be comfortable stepping into that role. He's done such an amazing job.
2: It's a step up in a way from the way that everybody thought about uh, Patrick Stewart as Professor X. For years and years and years, everybody was like, the only person that can play Professor X is Patrick Stewart. You got him. He was excellent. But but Robert Downey Jr. took it to another level where he made that character even better than the way that yeah. we had perceived Well, nobody Tony said Stark.
1: before Iron Man came out, like, Robert Downey Jr.'s the only guy that wow, could Oh, you're ever crazy, play. really?
2: I don't know. Wait, wait, what, what What did you just say? What
1: I'm saying is, before Iron Man came Maybe out... Maybe I jumped
2: on you, I'm sorry. That's
1: okay. <laughs> before Iron Man came out, nobody was saying, you know, the only guy that could ever play Iron Man is Robert Downey Jr.
2: No, I jumped on you on purpose. They did
1: say that shit! No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. They no, said, they
2: this is the person... a oh, lot. All those like wizard casting things that they had all the time. If you people recall, always when when they would cast, talk about. Call, yeah,
1: they would always talk about casting call.
2: casting They would always talk about Robert Downey Jr. as being the perfect person. for no, this. See, I, no I, they, I can't. I I can
1: even tell you specifically who they picked. Who did they
2: pick? Timothy Dalton. I don't face. even fucking know who that is, and they were
0: wrong. You don't know who Timothy Dalton is?
2: No, not off the top of my head.
0: I rem- I something. remember James Bond. I remember, well, yeah, if they did
1: Iron Man set in the 70s. Well, this was in their, like, mid to late 90s. That's ridiculous. I remember seeing them...
2: No, I never heard that, and if they said that, that's fucking stupid. I remember
0: them talking about Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark before he got casted, but not like Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart was born to be
1: Professor X. because he looked exactly like him before. Robert Downey Jr.
2: is fucking... Tony Stark, his personal life yeah, he
1: is, is right. the same
0: story, he, yeah, and that's right. why they would say that. Right, but it, they didn't say it as much. It wasn't such a sure thing. I disagree.
1: I disagree with you. <laughs> Two against one, you lose.
0: That's how we do I, things on this podcast. That's why it's, there's only it's, three of us, what?
1: so we can always have a
0: loser. <laughs>
2: <laughs> always have a loser. Well, as we it? know, the fans really make this decision. But uh, I, I did, I did always think that he was going to be a, a pretty good Iron Man. But um, he's he's taken it to another level. Yeah, and like and, you and said, and that character was
1: not the best character. I mean, I did you collect Iron Man whenever you were? I didn't collect younger? it. I got yeah. them here and there. Yeah. But uh, like you said, he had his own demons that he was, you know, struggling with, with his addictions to. Drugs mainly, yeah. uh, just like Tony Stark had his addictions to alcohol. Um, it, I mean, like I said, really inspired casting. It made a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. The the guy that the name that they threw around before this whole thing got off the ground though was um, Tom Cruise. Do you remember that?
2: A little bit, but Tom Cruise gets thrown around in so many things. They were trying to have Tom Cruise be almost every, really? you know, brunette. Uh, superhero for a while. I heard Tom Cruise even as Spider Man here and there. Really? I heard Leonardo DiCaprio. I heard and, that one. And Tom Cruise. Yeah. How awesome would that Spider Man movie have been if if James Cameron would have did Spider Man? I think that would have been pretty good.
1: Uh, considering James Cameron makes pretty good movies, yeah. it probably would have been really
2: good. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I I don't know. I mean, uh. The Iron Man franchise, did you see the third one, or have you not seen it yet?
1: I've seen the third one. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. But um, I don't think it was as good as it could have been. Did you see it?
2: I did see it. I saw it last weekend. Um, so
1: we're allowed to talk spoilers.
2: We can we can spoil it. It's been three weeks, I think, since we it's been out. Iron Man, Man. 3.
0: Yeah, let's Way to keep up, buddy.
2: Let's go ahead. Is that okay? Since we're talking movie performances, and we've all agreed that um, that he's a great Tony Stark and Iron Man.
1: Okay. What did you um.
2: Think? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man Three was a little disappointing to me. Um, I liked it as a movie, but I thought it was a little too funny. Um, it was funny because. It's the Iron Man movie that has the most Iron Man, the most suits, but the least amount of Tony Stark in those suits. And it's pretty much the Tony Stark movie. Well, it was like Batman Begins where... You can't cover up the star's
1: face. Oh, That's you fine. I'm just, I'm just saying. Or
0: J.D. or D.J. I'm just saying. But, but they really It was weird that they did it so
1: when, drastically. When he's in the suit and the, the face shield comes up, He just looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it is kind of silly. (laughs) And, um... But, yeah, I mean, that's... That's a staple of all superhero movies anymore, where the mask covers the face. I mean, how many times does Spider-Man have to fight crime without his fucking mask? I mean, really? We gotta see that again? Did either of
0: you notice that for Amazing Spider-Man 2, they changed the costume so that it's... Yes. It's like... The regular comic book costume this yeah. time. Matt, are you happy
1: with that? I am happy with that. Because you were pissed. You know, I, that brings me back to, and I know we're going a little off the rails here, but it brings me back to our... That's what we um, do as well. Our episode where we talked about uh, like the issue of race and gender uh, equality or inequality in uh, comic books and comic book movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was an article on IGN that spoke about race in comic book movies and, you know, changing characters' race and how it really shouldn't be a big deal because the, you know, the changing a character's ethnicity or color of their skin really has no bearing on the character, the core of the character itself. Um, it, it doesn't change them in any way. And I thought, well, that's a valid point. However, you can't tell me that like, if you took Spider-Man and you took his costume and you made it green and purple, that people wouldn't have an issue with that. And it's just purely based on color. Nothing else changes. It's, there is a visual- Well, race is so much more than
2: color. <laughs> you don't know that, right?
1: Yeah, but do you, do you get my point? I'm, I'm trying to simplify it, like, yeah. really kind of, like, strip it down to just an issue of color. Like, um... When things just simply don't translate from the from the page to the screen accurately, and when they could, there's no reason why they don't. They just choose not to do that. Mm-hmm. I take issue. So I, yes, I am happy that they changed the costume.
0: I would I would agree. A Spider-Man movie starring Miles Morales uh, would be a totally different movie. It would be than a, different a movie. Spider-Man movie starring Peter Parker.
2: I agree. It would be a different movie. Um, well, that, yeah, I think there are certain other characters though. That's a different
1: though. character though. I, I mean, yeah. Miles Morales is his own guy. What if they took Peter Parker though and Jamie Foxx played Peter Parker? James yeah. Peter Parker.
2: It'd be amazing because he would also be playing Electro in that movie. So he'd be doing double double time. Um I think it would change the character a lot. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it would definitely change more than having a green and yellow Spider-Man outfit, but it's still you know, white Peter Parker in there, um, just because there are things inherently that are different with racial kind of tones well, and themes. I
1: suppose so, but the, the argument that the article on IGN was making... Was, was that, that it
2: doesn't matter?
1: That, yeah, the core of the character, yeah. nothing is really changes beyond the way they look. Yeah, I mean, that's a
2: nice fucking thing for them to say. Um, but it does change the character. Um, certain characters, I think it's an interesting choice to make. Um, certain characters, I I don't know if it changes it so much that or we'll go back to the Kingpin. I don't think that the fact that it was a black actor altered the Kingpin in that movie enough to push it completely away from what it was in the comics. There were books. enough I think things in that movie. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they were more egregious than yeah. What color the kingpin was? I, 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 I mean, if they I made, think bullseye they, was more, uh, <laughs> I agree, was worse than a black kingpin. Yeah, yep. If they made kingpin purple and green, I totally would have bought it. <laughs> so, I guess you're saying, um, fucks that actor's name that played bullseye. He gets a, he gets a Colin, thumbs down. Colin, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell gets a thumbs down.
2: You know pretty, what, in, 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 he in, in a way, he, he, his performance was okay. It was complete, completely different than anything that you see bullseye. Bullseye's supposed to be a little shattered, I guess, but he just turned that crazy fucking all the way up to 11. And um, I, I think the stuff on the head, like the, the bullseye scarring on the head, also added to I'm really... something that was strange. I didn't that, mind that, that actually.
1: Yeah, I'm, I, I like mind that. his gigantic unibrow, but <laughs> I'm really but you, glad. So about
2: the unibrow, so you don't him. think? But you don't think the way that he acted in that was like crazy, um, really strange, or?
1: He just reminded me of Colin Farrell, and that is not a good thing. <laughs> um, the only time I ever liked Colin Farrell was in Horrible Bosses. Did you see Fumbu?
2: He was amazing in fucking Horrible Bosses. He was awesome in that movie. Um,
1: yeah, <laughs> he uh, yeah, was good in. Movie. He was good in Fright Night,
0: and I liked Thumb yeah, Booth. In I thought Thumb Booth was a really cool movie. I have
1: to admit that I Don't make i like face. a lot of his movies in spite of him, because I can't stand him.
2: The Total Recall remake was a decent movie. I didn't see that. Didn't it, see
1: was, it. it was okay. It was
2: alright.
0: I guess Ian wins that round.
2: You win. What's that? Are we, is it's that what win. we're
0: doing? Are we, are we scoring now and everything's a win-win? Since we didn't see...
2: Uh, Don't the fans, aren't they the real them? judge? Because even if we gang up on each other after the podcast, the fans really decide who wins and who loses. I thought, I thought you, you were going to say, say the fans, the fans are, are the winners. winners. <laughs> the fans are the winners. Nice joke. You guys win. You came up with the same thing. <laughs> What We're else did I like? A little
1: too much. I like Carl
2: Farrell in uh, the Minority Report, even though he didn't have a big role. Minority yeah. Report was he was such a cool fucking movie. It I like that movie cool. a lot. That was real, and he, he was—I mean, stuff. he's great whenever he's just a fucking dickhead, and he was just dickhead fucking bureaucratic dude in that movie. I liked it. But, so, uh, no, Ian, I Ian, I don't have anything. Ian, I don't have anything. When
1: you, <laughs> when you think of comic book performances. What leaps to mind?
2: Uh, I th- uh, the first thing that I thought about when we were talking about this is uh, Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker. And He played the, the Joker? Uh, he did play the Joker, and it sounds like. In a small indie uh, Dark Knight. Oh, uh,
1: you didn't like it, did
2: it, you? you it sounded like indeed. a preview into what, how you feel about this. <laughs> um, he was a character that was <laughs> referred to I just as got it. the Joker. <laughs> Was it directly influenced by the source material? I would say no, but I think that it was an interesting and different take on the Joker. Um,
0: It can be a best comic book performance without being uh, a
2: slave to the source material. The source material is there to inform, and that's Mm -hmm. great. Um, But I think the choices he made were universally... Pretty, pretty good.
1: You mean like the lip licking?
2: Yes, the Wait, lip did he did
1: do a lot of that, didn't he? If you need some chapstick, if, yeah, if your I'll mouth say. was
2: cut up like that, it might get a little dry. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't sticking his
1: he wasn't he's sticking at, his tongue through the cuts. He was licking, his, his 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 licking in the middle. Well, he was. I mean,
2: really, the real story is he's licking at that application too because he was. He said that it like bothered his mouth before he croaked. He said that it was bothering his mouth that <laughs> he had that prosthetic there, and that's what started the lick-lipping. Oh. The lip I was licking. like, I don't
0: remember him saying that in the movie. Because he was fucking dead.
2: No. <clears throat> but I like that performance. I thought it is one of the more riveting ones. Uh, he steals that fucking movie.
1: He does. He really did. When he shows up on screen for the first time, you just don't want him to leave. You're like, just please, can this be the Joker movie? And he plays it, it, so he plays it
2: completely different than anybody could have ever I don't, imagined.
0: I don't think he was... As far off the joker character as that Travesty Anne Hathaway was in Dark Knight Rises. That whore. That was for Matt's benefit. Non
2: goggle having.
0: <laughs> like I think I think he was close enough I was okay to what the Joker's all about. He was he was good. He was he was really good.
2: I think he was what the Joker is all about. He just didn't perform it in a way that was ever covered in he the He didn't
0: comedy. do mm-hmm. he didn't do Mark Hamill's job. He didn't No, Mark. yeah, Mark Hamill
2: If we're talking about great performances If you're thinking about If you think about how the Joker is written in the comic books Mark Hamill is the best performance That takes that and, and yeah. levels it up yeah. Now, Matt You clearly are not really liking Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker It seems like you're bothered by The fact that
1: <laughs> Really?
2: <laughs> that it was different
1: No, I'm not No, okay no, I-, I thought he was awesome Oh, uh, okay Really? Really? Yeah. Okay, because I thought the way that you said that, I I thought you were ready to lay the hammer No, I think it was great. Um, I also think Jack Nicholson's performance was up there just as much as... I mean, it almost feels like anybody that has ever played the Joker has kind of knocked it out of the park.
0: Mm. Did Jack
1: Nicholson play the Joker or Jack Nicholson? I thought he played the Joker. He
2: played the Joker, but I mean, it's... it, It has... Its roots in yeah, there's, there's all definite. of his other work. I don't. I think that's that's just with the actor, though. I mean, you know, he that's that's just how he does every role. But he still was he still was the Joker.
0: I thought. I thought He's, so too. You didn't I like it. Guess I lose this one.
1: Why are we keeping score? <laughs> I don't. I don't know, but I'm undefeated so that far. The... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's because you purposely Keep aligning yourself With the popular vote
1: Yeah what do you guys think first <laughs> um, Paul Performance Matt what, what What do you think of What's the one That, that leaps To your head Christopher Reeve Superman R- Who is he Oh Superman
0: Hands down that, That's the one That's how Much like Mark Hamill's Joker That's what I hear in my head yeah. Whenever I read A Superman book I think he took he took Superman and
1: made, made now, that character is there a specific better. movie, like, out of the four? Are you thinking of, like, The Quest for Peace when you think of Superman? The first 20
0: minutes of The of a Quest for Peace are really fucking good. It's really quiet. Nothing happens. He goes back to the farm. Mom and Pa Ken are dead. He's selling, he's selling the farm off. And it's just this real quiet, introspective scene. With him kind of spending his his last days on the Ken farm before he sells it. Now the movie goes right in the fucking toilet. Do you think the that. movie would
2: have been better mm-hmm. if they would have did sort of like a Bizarro angle if if that would have been
0: the villain? We we're by the time four came out, Christopher Reeve was pulling the majority of the strings and he was he was tied into all this save the planet type stuff and oh, all that, that late he was, 80s horse shit he drove that the, the theme cold war, for that right? movie save the planet and the cold war were the two overarching yeah, he themes dro- the he movie? drove the theme for that movie and it's just and it's it's a bad, it's a bad movie so, but his performance as superman and clark kent is it's the only good thing about that steaming pile of dog trash
1: so the one that you think of is superman one superman the movie
0: Right. Yeah, well, no, th- the whole way through, okay. even in even, even in that travesty, the Superman three, even you know that what, what was that That's movie Richard called? Pryor's Richard Pryor's greatest. Work. Richard Pryor's greatest hits. Even in, even in that one, Christopher Reeve, he was the, always good, good as
2: Superman character. in all of those movies. He 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 was consistent. <clears throat> now the writing may have been at fault here and there, or trying to push. Certain comedic actors might be at fault, but he was always good.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think when he first shows we all up,
0: went. <laughs> fans went.
1: When he first shows up um, in Metropolis in the first Superman movie as Clark Kent with the fedora and he's kind of bumbling and he's bumping into everyone and he just can't quite find his way. I love it. It's it. He's because that's that's the. Like, that's the costume for him. The you know? scene, He has to pretend that he is this, like, uncoordinated, big kind of goofball. Yeah, the... And, um, and he just does it so brilliantly. One of the scenes that sticks out so, so well,
0: and it's, uh, it's one of the high points of, of those movies and of his performance as Superman, is when him and Lois are, are, are going out and he's bumbling around her place. She goes into, into her room to change or something. And he stands up. He stands up straight, and he's getting ready to just tell her, "Hey, I'm um, I'm I'm Superman." And then he changes his mind. And he pushes his glasses back up, and he slouches over. And his transformation, and just his body language in that scene, is so night and day between Superman and Clark Kent. My oh, dad is good.
2: My dad talks about that exact scene all the time, awesome. and he talks about how how exactly what you said—the body language—is yep. is. is
0: And that's something that, that's something you can't get across in the comics. No matter, Gary Frank draws Superman like Christopher Reeve, like nobody else. Amazing job. But that's something that you can't, you can't convey in static images. You need to see the movement of, you know, his shoulders going down. It's amazing. Getting a little choked up.
2: Now where all those movies kind of miss it is with... The Lex Luthor It was with character. everything else. No, I mean with Lex, Lex Luther, uh, Gene Hackman, and even um, damn, what's his name? J- John Cryer in *A Quest for Peace*. No. Ned Beatty. And uh, no, in the in the newer Superman, uh, Kevin Spacey. Oh,
0: fuck. Yeah. That was gonna. That was supposed to be so good because Kevin Spacey is so good, and it was so bad because it was Kevin Spacey playing Gene Hackman playing Lex Luthor. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Kevin Spacey had just the right amount of dark edge to his acting, and I was I was really excited
0: because for it, him to bring that, and he didn't bring any of it, he did a parody. Because uh. the Lex Luthor, the most predominant Lex Luthor at that time from Superman the animated series, and in the comics, was Clancy Brown's Lex Luthor from the animated series yeah. where he's, he's a businessman, and... Yeah, he's the bad guy. Why are they, guy, they so afraid? But he's covering all of his tracks, and he's just the bad guy in the background. Superman can never pin anything on him. And it's the best version, the best possible version of Lex Luthor. And no one does it and yeah, Why are they afraid media, to do that? Even the current Lex Luthor isn't that guy.
2: What is he in the New 52? I don't follow... He's kind, of a,
0: he's kind of a skeevy... Um, he's like the Army Science guy. He's yeah. like they're. Like, uh, R&D outsourcing Is
1: guy. there going to be Lex Luthor in the new Man of Steel movie? I,
2: I don't think so, I, I didn't see anything is. on IMDB Clarence
0: Brown, Clancy Brown does Lex Luthor's voice in the animated series and it lends itself so well to that version of Lex because Lex is a big he's a bigger guy, he's not kind of mousy like uh, Gene Hackman he's a, he's a big imposing guy, he works out he could kick your ass himself but he does has, he do
2: all the Green Arrow training videos
0: and? I'm sure he does yep. P90x, but he has he has a bodyguard Mercy 90X. with him who does all the dirty stuff. Oh, Green 90x fans! All the dirty stuff. By that I don't mean butt stuff. I mean she takes care of all the ass weapons and stuff. And like he doesn't get his hands hands dirty. But, he you know, could but he's, a, he's if an he imposing needed to. guy. Yeah. He's capable of doing that. That
1: reminds me of the fact that in the Superman animated show and in the Batman animated show, they brought in these two great female villain characters that were created specifically for the shows Percy and Mercy. Harley Quinn. Mercy? Mercy, sorry. Yeah. Mercy and Harley Quinn. And um, now, did they ever bring Mercy into the Superman comic books? Maybe lightly well, yeah, kind of did, but not in the fashion but that Harley never,
2: Quinn is in the.
0: Yeah, Harley Quinn was around forever. Permeated Mercy never stuck around, but the, her character in the animated series was so cool. It was, yeah. it was, it was just a really good counterpoint to Lex because he fucking shits on her all the time, but he
1: also takes care of her, and she's just one hundred percent loyal to him. Yeah, and that reminds me of like Agent Coulson in the Avengers movie, and now the Shield show. I mean, he's become such a, a big character and identified with the brand that they probably should put him in the comic book. I if think they he is. Oh,
2: if oops. they haven't already. Oh, well, McSaw's footsies here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I win that one. <laughs> I wasn't Everybody loses. <laughs> But I um, think aren't they bringing Agent Coulson into the Marvel? I U? thought I had heard that they would, but I haven't kept up on whether or not they did. I don't, but I don't know. They I should don't, if they haven't. Yeah.
0: I don't know if they could because he's it, the role of Agent Coulson seems to be to me he seems very Clark Gregg. Clark Gregg makes that character that character just the way he carries himself, the, his cadence, and the way he talks. I don't know if he'd translate to the comics. Because you're gonna have different guys writing them, they're gonna put their different spins on them. True, almost like when DC introduced Chloe from Smallville into the comics, I, she never really took hold. Well, I there was report. never any kind
2: of like grand plan for Agent Coulson to be any more than the dude who recruited Tony Stark. Right. And people reacted to that character so well that they were like, "Well, shit, let's put him in," you know, the scenes after the trailer. I, let's put him in fucking Thor.
0: I didn't. Re- I never really liked New Adventures of Old Christine, but. Clark Gregg played her ex-husband on that show, and he was hands down the best part of that show. He's so funny. His comedic timing is so great. And I want him to do well. I want Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to do well. So
2: even with all this flowery stuff that you're saying about his performance, I lo- I even with him. all that, you don't have any commitment to this show, even though you loved him I, on some shitty-ass sitcom that shitty nobody sitcom. on Earth watched. Yeah, I
0: like... I. Aside from my, you know, my obligation to report about the show on the podcast later this fall, I will watch it for Clark Gregg. That's
2: fair. Now, Matt, how about yourself? What do you think? When you think top comic performance, what do you think?
1: I thought... Didn't I answer that?
2: I don't, I don't, oh yeah, I think you did. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, oh yeah, I and mean, we went off on a whole thing.
1: But I can give How him a about, second. Let's my go second, second <laughs> <laughs> Or, or we can go worst. Let's See, do. Worst
0: let's, is so difficult. Because there's so many more. There are a um, lot of them. The worst. Matt, do
1: you have a worst? Um, Without really taking a whole lot of time to think about it, I have a couple off the top of my head. Um, but I'll just throw one out there. I could just say Halle Berry in general. Oh, oh I um, never saw Catwoman though. Well, take Catwoman or it's her performance Storm, as Storm. It's
0: hard to it's hard to pick Halle Berry as Catwoman because that was such a different. It, it wasn't. It Catwoman. wasn't Catwoman it wasn't at really all. Really, so, was she even called Selena Kyle in that movie? I
2: don't think she was Selena Kyle. I think so, she was something like, else. I don't.
1: I, I don't think you can grade I only saw her on parts that. Of it,
0: but yeah. from what I because saw, because it understand. wasn't like it didn't take place in Gotham. It had nothing to do with anything else. I think
1: she won a Razzie for like worst actress. Yeah, and uh, didn't she even accept it? Like, kind of make a joke out of it. I think if you win a
2: Razzie, you should accept it because you've
0: earned it. Yes.
1: But, um, yeah, Halle Berry. uh, I want to give her her credit for maybe saying the worst line. In the uh, history... Yeah, that, is it the worst line? Is no, it the she's worst not even... Line? She's not even Selena In color, the I history mean, of comic books, I know where
2: you're going. It's not the Paul, worst. I know where you're going.
1: Do you know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? No? The
2: same thing. The
1: same thing that happens to everything else. Oh, what a kicker. She didn't write yeah. that one. She was a blame Brian
2: Singer for shortly, that.
1: Shortly, she was an Academy Award-winning actor. She could have said, "No, no, no I'm not doing this." Shortly, I think it was
2: after that that she went on. So she learned from that and went on to bigger and better things. And
1: then she made Catwoman. like boning Billy Bob Thornton. Well, you know what? You know what? Ball. She did. She
0: did throw her weight around in when she second. was like, "Who's this fucking punk James Marsden who's supposed to run the team? Fire him! I want to be in the movie." Allegedly. So they did. Do we know this? So they
2: did. <laughs> Do we know this for fact? Oh, it's at on all? YouTube. It's on YouTube. Do we? Yeah. No. Yeah. How about everybody who wrote all those X Men hated James Marsden and fucking wrote
0: Cyclops out of that franchise like that. You just made that up.
1: I thought everyone. You liked just made
2: that
0: up too. No, there was there was le- was there really? There was le- yeah, I- there was legitimate news that. Like who's, she was pulling the I want more money card. I want a bigger role. She wants a bigger role, but she didn't say <clears throat> who's Fuck decision? that guy? No, no, she didn't she didn't say I want I want this out, but she demanded Yeah, I remember. to that. be yeah. to lead the X-Men. So what are they going to do? We got James Marsden here well, and we have Academy Award winner Halle Berry. Te-
2: technically that's okay because Storm eventually does lead the fucking X-Men. So that's actually yeah, part of the story. That? I'm just saying that that if we're going to get crazy, it's not like Nightcrawler rolled in there and was like, I'm the leader of the X-Men now. That actually she... is something that happened in the story, so I guess that's okay. I'm going to defend
0: it. Wow, what do you think? Why... That's what happened! That's what happens in fucking X-Men! No, I know that's what happens, but... What's your question to me, Paul? <laughs> do, you, do you agree that that's fine? That they they seemingly killed off James Marsden for no reason? Before, But I... we know why. Because, because she wanted a bigger role.
2: No, they killed him off because he went to go work on stupid Superman. ass Superman. That's why. Because he wasn't there for any of the filming.
0: That's why. Because he was free to work on Superman because he didn't have a job as Cyclops.
2: No, anymore. he just took a bigger role in Superman, and they're like, "How are we going to make this happen?" I
1: know, kill him. Before I take a side, I want you to know whatever side I go <laughs> with is the winning side. <laughs> <laughs> I will win. <laughs> <laughs> With that said, Ian is correct. <laughs> Woo! In your, in your face! face! Fuck you, fuck you
2: <laughs> However, I have to say... I've never felt better about anything in my entire life. Why
1: the fuck didn't... Or, why did Halle Berry decide not to have an accent in the second... X Men movie. That is, did she have is an true. accent in the first time? She kind of did, but it was like a British was, accent. No, it was some but kind of half-assed African was accent. Was it really?
0: Oh. And it sucked. And I, I think don't know she why realized they just sucked. get a proud black sister to play that role because Halle Berry is sexy. Back
1: when they did the casting and calls that's... in Wizard magazine, they had casted Storm as. um they
0: should have got Jill Scott.
1: Uh, uh, what was the? No, mm-hmm. T- Tyra Banks.
0: Tyra Banks. What? That's that even worse. Sucked. She's sexy, but that's yeah. even worse. Tyra Banks did her best work in the bad episodes of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Tyra Banks did her best work uh, as a poster on my wall <laughs> when
1: I was 16. Ian wins.
2: I win.
0: I hate this competitive shit that we're doing tonight.
2: <laughs> this isn't the McSauce Battle Arena. <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> So, Halle Berry, bad comic book performance.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Paul, what do you think? What's your worst comic book movie performance? Oh, Michael Keaton, or, or just a Bruce bad Wayne one. as Bruce Wayne? No, that that isn't the worst. That's, okay.
0: it's, not, that's not the worst. it's not. Do it's not. It. It. It's 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 Arnold. Because he was way too. As Mister Freeze? Ooh, that's yeah. strong. Yeah. That was, that was horrible. fucking horrible. I'd say Alicia Silverstone as Barbara Gordon, but she wasn't Barbara Gordon. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's got to be Schwarzenegger, and I love me some Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love, but not like that. In, in he, a, that
1: was the one time though when Schwarzenegger played a real established character. Right? Everything else was he the character was written for him, so the character could become Arnold Schwarzenegger. I also like think every that he wrote. He must have wrote some of those lines, right? right? But he was playing Mr. Freeze like this already established character, right? Right, so like in everything else, he plays Dutch in Predator. Who the fuck is Dutch? <laughs> so he, oh, Dutch is Arnold Schwarzenegger, just like mm-hmm. everything else. And it, it just didn't work when he had to play a known character. All right, I because agree. because he is not he's <laughs> not a, a very actor. capable actor. Yeah. Here's here's a funny story. No, he they could have. Well, I don't, I know, don't think Shaz- that he
2: could have played the Mister Freeze that we wanted from the animated series at all. He's too too big. Yeah. But he
0: can he can play soft.
2: He can can play play soft? I
0: think he could do understated.
2: Do you? What is what evidence do you have? His work in Conan the Barbarian?
0: Uh, (laughs) His role as the Terminator. Maybe I don't think he could do it, but I would like to see it. I would like to see him. Hey! 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 Right on time for the pizza party. We all win! Full bellies. We'd like to thank our not really sponsor, Fox's Pizza for bringing the Big Daddy. It was delicious
2: today, too. I loved it. Ian, how
0: many
1: pieces did you eat? Oh,
2: four? Four pieces. Matt, That's how bullshit. many pieces you did had you more eat? more than four. No, I had three for my first sitting, and then I went, ooh, maybe five. Did I take <whistles> two? Yes. Five pieces. Matt, pizza count.
1: Three. Really? Three. What about that half I saw you eat? That was... I ate half, and then another half, and that equals three. Well,
2: wow. Why did you cut that one in
0: half and then go back?
1: It just was wasn't like, filling enough. Yeah, I was like, you're I trying to lie it. to yourself. I can do it. I can do
0: it. It was so thin; that it looked like you had a cheese stick. <laughs> <laughs> like what?
1: Cheese stick? <laughs> I was like, is that a fruit roll-up that you have there? <laughs>
2: it's pizza. Mm.
1: So we're well, back. Well, wait, wait, wait. I mean, we
2: can't know. continue without your pizza count. I had three pieces. <laughs> oh, look at you. I'm fat, sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> And Ian loses and boo. <laughs> We're back uh, And Ian's going to give us his worst Comic book film performance
2: My worst comic book film performance I hate to say this But I thought about it long and hard And it is
0: I'm, I'm exploding with anticipation Tobey Maguire What?
2: In Spider-Man 3 what? We're not because he fucking sucked in Spider Man Three because he did all that dancing shit. But that
1: wasn't that was him. Completely,
2: uh, it was him doing it. But that wasn't. Didn't his, we just? Didn't that we wasn't just, his call. Didn't we just put the contract demands of Halle Berry on her? I think we could yeah, put but, a yeah, performance. But, he performed
0: that. That she, is him. But she was bad in all the stuff. He was good in the stuff that wasn't sticky. Yeah, he could whip up his yeah, tears really that,
2: easily. But that sticky stuff almost undoes some of the good stuff that he did. Not in Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 1 sucked. Best, I hated that.
0: Best part in Spider-Man 3 is this when Sandman's trying to form himself in that fucking wind tunnel or whatever. Yeah, that is. There
1: are so many bad performances. That's the one I'm you picking. you pick Spider-Man. Spider-Man 3. <laughs> that's
2: the one I pick. Because he's a hero close to my heart, and Tobey Maguire fucked him
0: right in the ass. So
1: Jessica, Woo. I won't stand for it. Jessica Alba as the invisible woman oh, was better. Oh,
0: than that's bad. That's bad strictly based on you get the blondest, blue-eyed, waspiest fucking comic book character, and you cast a fucking Latino girl for her.
2: That's right.
0: And then and it's not I even- I disagree with that. It made no, her
2: it made that character look fucking And it's crazy.
0: And yeah, and it's What's not wrong with even, Julia Styles. And damn it's it. not even like they're like, okay, well, we're just gonna we're just gonna make Sue Storm Latino they made Jessica Alba Blonde with crazy ass fucking blue contacts. <laughs> that was holy bad. fuck, that may be the worst. That may be the worst. My dick went inside my fucking body and normally she's super attractive. Well that's a personal I had, problem. I had an innie.
1: Wow, your wiener is that long. How about who's the guy who played Doctor Doom? And came who out who
2: was the guy who wow. played Doctor Doom in that? That was also oh. a terrible job. I don't remember his name. I but, don't know, but it wasn't Jim, as bad as Toby Julian, McGuire shit was horrible. Julian, you gotta be man. kidding me. All that dancing and fucking jazz hands and shit, that's a terrible performance. I don't care if it was written by somebody not him. But it was, it was it's a bad the performance. Worst. You said that the sticks. worst. I remember that more than anything about that movie. The whole
0: The whole dancing thing was really bad. Dancing the whole...
2: routine. <clears throat> that that makes me wanna vomit. It was horrible. It was really bad. I didn't say Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man throughout the series. I'm talking about, it's Spider-Man? a sliver, but it's a performance. That particular point in Spider-Man lore sucked dick. Do you agree with Ian? Yeah, but... How are we going to decide I don't, who wins? If we I don't, don't, make I don't think
1: that that is really kind of like how we're judging uh, see, I See, I wouldn't...
0: I'm, I'm not judging on, well... <laughs> This guy sucked in this scene, so right. that's the worst. I'm, I'm judging on Tomi McGuire's entire portfolio of being Peter Parker.
2: You what? said performance, and that was part of a performance, wasn't it? Well,
0: yeah, and and that's, yeah, and that's fine if that's how you're defining it. But I'm not. I'm not doing it that way.
2: Well, I just thought that I wanted to talk about that. What's so that's how I, I wanted
0: to
1: be doing what once? To be That's how to I.
2: That's how I shoehorned <laughs> my hatred of Spider-Man
0: Three in there.
1: So we're going to change Ian's worst overall performance to Jessica Alba as Invisible Woman.
0: Would, would that be your second worst?
2: Mm, it was pretty bad, but um, that's more of a casting call. I don't yeah, think that that's was, a performance. Hmm. You know, that's not the same it was, as yeah, it was, even her acting. It was I don't. Shit. I can't. I don't know if her acting was good or bad. Um, that choice was just it was bad. Bad
0: sauce.
1: S a u c e.
2: Nicolas Cage and Ghost Rider. Pretty fucking bad.
1: Bad. You never saw. I feel bad for him sometimes because (laughs) he so wants to be in superhero movies because he loves comic books.
0: Yeah, but well, he could be in a superhero movie, but it'd have to be a a character like the calculator. He's not going to (laughs) be Superman or fucking Ghost Rider. He's gonna. He could. He should be Agent Coulson.
2: Yeah, he really should. <clears throat> Ghost Rider. I thought he had a chance in Ghost Rider, but he just fucking he's, Nick Cage He's the off. best
0: in some weirdo, quirky character like in Matchstick Man. He's not a fucking action hero. Well, he was good in Con Air. He was not good in Con Air. <laughs> he, he was not good in the. He was not good in the Rock. You guys
1: are fucking crazy. <laughs> and he was good in the That's Rock. the Funniest thing I ever heard. You he guys was are good in con, con He was good in Con
0: Air. Not, he's not in Con Air.
2: Was hero. amazing.
0: I will. I will give him a pass oh, for dare National you. Treasure but mainly because Joe oh, but that's Justin not that's an action, action that hero E that's an action movie that's new school Indiana Yeah, Jones. but it's not like rip off my shirt and look at my ripped abs like I'm a big hero that was like because like Harrison, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones wasn't like action hero in that like I, it's a fine line it's a fine distinction but I don't I don't like so Nicholas our action Cage.
2: heroes have to rip
0: their shirts off. I don't. Nicholas. He's not There's built. There's a theme. Going he's not on built for that. those kinds of roles. <laughs> no, I mean, like his whole person, not just physically. Yeah. That's.
2: Yeah. Fuck
0: yeah. I
1: knew you was a monk. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you so
0: all You were
1: free. Oh, you so And it, it, what happens to that guy? He gets killed
2: because Nicolas Cage is an He excellent kills him with his great hero.
1: acting. Um, so you just witnessed that and you said yeah, that it's was a good, good it's a good movie. Oh, I like it. Oh, my air. God. I to see
2: it in the theaters probably twice. Excellent movie. Wow. Are you
1: serious? I
2: probably did. Oh. I can't No, I mean like
1: excellent movie. It's, giving it's, it that high it's grade. Good. It's
2: good. I'd watch it again. It's I,
1: good. I thought The Rock was better.
0: The Rock is good I also thought The Rock was better It
2: was It probably was better But it's good Michael Bay He also plays That was before we knew That he was gonna Fuck off I like a lot of Michael Bay stuff, stuff. Dude. Except Transformers What other Michael Bay Things do you like
0: Armageddon That is a good movie Both Bad Boys
1: mm, Bad yep. Boys
0: 2 Kind of sucked Bad Boys 2 was cool
1: uh, Pearl Harbor
0: I never
2: saw Pearl Harbor I never Pearl saw Harbor. Pearl
1: Harbor It was kind of sucky, but the part with Pearl Harbor was pretty damn good. What
2: happens in that movie?
1: He can make action. He does action. Basically, Pearl Harbor
2: Hmm. happens in it. I'm not sure I'm familiar with this event in history.
0: I felt like Pearl Harbor was... I felt like it was a Titanic ripoff. They were like, we're going to take this big big real event and we're going to throw a love story into
1: it. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the characters in it were real, though. The two they were Rose and
0: Jack from Titanic?
1: Well, like, in, in real the life, there were a couple American pilots that like, <clears throat> managed to get in the air and they shot down several Japanese fighters. And So it's based on these real characters. I don't mm. know if the whole love mm. bullshit story is accurate or what, but...
2: That Michael <clears throat> Bay movie, Pain and Gain, looks kind of funny. It does look pretty funny. <laughs> I think I might see it. That might be on the list of Michael Bay. Solid movies. Yep. But yeah, I, yep. I like The Rock in... To, to your point where Nicolas Cage is best playing a quirky, like, scientist or dude behind the scenes, that's what he did in, um, in The Rock. He was a fucking scientist. So, I, I thought, that eh, kind of fits it. But, um, yeah, he wasn't very good in Ghost Rider. I don't know if it's just because he was a bad actor or if the movie Ghost Rider was just really uninspired. The
0: pictures of him in the Superman outfit from the movie that never happened in the late 90s are so funny.
2: For those, for those of you listening that might not know what we're talking about, in the late 90s, um, Tim Burton was called upon to direct a movie called Superman Lives. And it never got off the ground. It was going to star Nicolas Cage in a mullet. In a mullet in a really crazy um, late 90s form-fitting.
1: That looks terrible, but the black and white image... I don't think looks that bad, especially when you consider the time.
2: There was going to be a lot of crazy stuff going on in Superman Lives. That
0: outfit looks very—it's—it looks very Batman Returns. It's very mold—it's molded plastic. Yeah, that—that one. Nick Cage has never looked like that on his best day.
2: That doesn't look all that bad, but what does look bad is Clark Kent's receding hairline in that. Jesus, you can't do. That. That's why he can't do anything because of that receding hairline. Yeah, there's gonna. Ha- are there any? Are there any badass receding hairline having superheroes? Bruce Willis, have?
0: but he's never been a superhero. Jason Statham. We, uh, well, s- superheroes. Isn't Jason would, Statham a superhero? What super, in everything? What superheroes have a receding hairline? I don't know. I don't think any. Did We're trying to some... cast Nick Cage. I would something. like. I would like to take this opportunity to nominate an underrated performance in a bad movie. And that would be Yoan Gruffud as Reed Richards. You just wanted to say that name that I can't pronounce. <laughs> That's why
2: you said that. And I would like to disagree with you. Uh, I didn't think he was very good. Why?
0: Eh, I didn't like that movie. Okay. That has nothing to do with his performance. Um, no, honestly. It weren't. Neither movie was good, but yeah. he was... He... Did his best in a giant pile of shit. He and Chris, uh, Chris Evans was
1: good in those two. He was good so, in Horrible Bosses. Who? Elon Gruffard? Yeah. Was, was he in Horrible, horrible bosses? bosses? He was the uh, wet worker.
2: If we're talking about... Right? I don't know, comic book performances. He pisses
1: on men for money.
2: Doug Jones as the silver surfer in the Fantastic Four 2 was good, as well as uh, his performance in Hellboy.
1: Yeah, what about, um...
2: As Abe.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What what about the guy that played Hellboy? I can't think of his name. Ron 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 Perlman. Perlman.
2: Yeah, Ron Perlman. That's an excellent choice.
0: Fantastic, fantastic performance. And that's a... Great casting as well. It is a great (laughs) casting. And that's that's an example of really bringing... Like, I heard... That's the voice I heard in my head. Before Ron Perlman was Hellboy, <clears throat> whenever I'd read the comics, that's what I'd hear, and he—he he really just stepped off the page. That I think that's probably one of the best comic
1: book performances you're and, gonna find. And what a great uh, use of like prosthetics and makeup to really bring the character to life instead of CGI. Mm. Well,
2: they had the battle halfway one because he already had Hellboy's chin for real. Cause yeah, because
0: he, he's already an ugly guy. <laughs>
1: yeah, true. And he's a big guy, and they were able to kind of add a lot of latex to him, and the transformation work. Plus, Hellboy's not that big of a character. He's not like the Incredible Hulk, but still.
0: Right, he's just a... he's big. <clears throat> right. He's not oversized. Yeah. So they could get away with that? Yep. Yeah. So... Um, what's the new guy's name? Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man.
2: I think he's good.
0: That's all I got. Wow. Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit about Andrew Garfield's performance Spider-Man? Let me tell you something about
1: Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield's performance as
2: Spider-Man. Um, the reason why I just said I think he's good is because I wanted to hear this more. <laughs> Did you say this moron? No, oh. I said more. <laughs> Quit trying to start fights. Yeah, I think he's okay. No! <laughs> Damn it! I wanted you to go crazy. I thought you were gonna oh. blast them. Now you didn't like Amazing Spider-Man at all. You didn't like the love story. Did you like the lizard? The way that they did the lizard in it.
1: It was okay. Yeah. Um. Sally Field as Aunt May. I was down with Sally Field as Aunt May. I I quite liked um, Martin Sheen as Uncle Ben. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was really good.
2: I thought it was a good way to change around the lore, the way that they ended up killing Uncle Ben. It was a little different. Was it? When, it's a little different.
1: How was he? I don't even remember. He'd kill him on the street? As opposed to carjacking
2: in the other movie? Well, it wasn't the traditional, he, oh, man. He's a he's a wrestler and then he lets the guy go kind of deal. It wasn't that.
0: It's it's home invasion in the original and in Ultimate spider It's not. Right? It's like yeah. carjacking in the. Oh, in the Stan,
2: it's home invasion in the Stan Lee. In, the, in in the it's, comic books, it's home invasion. Right. In the movie, in the Sam Raimi movie, it's, it's car car invasion. Car invasion.
1: Right.
0: Uh, right. Yeah. Um. And it was
2: street invasion in the amazing Spider Man. So the three major invasions are all covered in the
0: Spider Man. Except Alien Invasion. (laughs) I think Alien Invasion is one of your three main invasions. I think so as well. Well then
2: which one are we gonna take out? Street invasion, I like well, I guess aliens can invade (laughs) you on the
0: street if they like. I guess street invasion falls under the subcategory Alien invasion <laughs> Alien invasion
2: <laughs> alien invaders, Because they can invade you um, Like fire in the sky I If you are just in the middle of a field
0: That's alien invasion Subcategory say, field invasion I wouldn't say Marvel's The Avengers fought off a street invasion <laughs> <laughs> The Avengers <laughs>
2: <laughs> Invasion is a very serious thing We should not joke about this like this but so you didn't you didn't like Amazing Spider Man?
1: <laughs> Overall, no. No, it was terribly unnecessary. Um, it was
2: unnecessary as a movie franchise. Is that what you're saying?
1: No, it was because unnecessary. Because money. It was unnecessary in the fact that they retold the origin story. That How they had would just
2: Matt Cassells? Spider Man, go.
1: Ooh. That's a great question. It would have been called Spider Man 4.
0: Okay, starring that hack, Tobey Maguire. Starring boring, boring ass, don't know how to tell a joke, Tobey Maguire.
1: Yep. Because um, be like, Marvel. And would
0: be like 40. You can't be in a Marvel
2: franchise nowadays and not if, yuck it up yeah. and throw, know how to throw cream pies in people's faces. What's really funny is. Not those is kind that of cream pies. One of,
0: one, they have. One of the funniest actors in their, in their movies playing the most serious character. Chris Evans playing Captain America. Like, yeah. he's the but fucking yuck it up how,
2: jokester. But that shows <clears throat> how good of an actor he is.
0: Yeah. Pepsi sounds, or Coke sounds good, Matt. What do you want me to do? Like, like a fucking explosion in here. How am I supposed to get to it? I'm supposed to go down into the corner of the basement. Stick it under your shirt and pop it open and then come back
1: up. That sounds really dirty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> For the, those that don't know, Matt's shotgunning a Coca-Cola right here in the Mixaw studios.
1: <laughs> so yeah, Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man, if I was in charge, it would have been Spider-Man 4. Matt Cassell's it would, Spider-Man It Man would 4. not have rebooted something that would you, so
0: did not need reboot. Would you attach your name to the beginning of it? Yes. Matt Cassell's Spider-Man 4. Yeah. Teaching the world humility. Starring... Which villains,
2: or villain? Oh. Um. Jeez, I don't. <laughs> Let me write Macaulay's Spider-Man <laughs> Four for you. It's gonna star Vulture.
1: <laughs> Actually, it could have. See, I knew it. I knew it. It's gonna. Electro. Star either either that. Maybe Electro. Um, I thought a left throw from Ultimate,
0: Sp- the Ultimate Spider-Man books, was so good.
1: I think Morbius would have been a, a very interesting and cool villain to bring into it. So Morbius is the living
0: vampire. Yes. Do you think, in the continuity of those first three Spider-Man movies, you would have easily been able to segue into something
1: <clears throat> weird like a vampire? Yeah, yeah. They brought in alien symbiote into it bad that was, that was really shoehorned in there yeah but, but and a man made out of
2: sand had, in that was fine
1: yeah he was okay except I'm just saying that in fairness to the weirdness
2: thing. you're saying that a vampire is really weird but this guy is made up of sand I think yeah, that's pretty weird
0: yeah because the the guy made up of sand he continues with the genetically altered theme of Spider-Man but the whole vampire thing, it's like a biological...
2: It's like a way. genetically altered thing like yeah, it is in the comic not, book. It's, it's like exactly the same thing. But it's not affected
1: by science. It's But it is, is because but he's a they, scientist. They, 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 and he's trying but to it, find a cure. Yeah he's a, yeah. yeah,
2: he's a scientist and he alters his so he's, DNA. That's why he's the living vampire, because he's not really dead in a way that he right. got bit by a vampire. I guess I lose this one. Yep. I guess I don't know. Paul any, loses.
0: I guess I don't know anything about Morbius. No, it's. Vampire.
2: No, that's why I mm-hmm. think it might work. I don't think it's as weird as um, as you're thinking. Because it, think it's not like he got bit by a vampire. He made himself into a vampire just like all of Spider Man's other foes made themselves into a And holy something. shit,
1: would that be like, pertinent in today's, you know. Oh, yeah, that
2: would have been pretty cool. Now um, right. and We're
1: going to have to take your name
2: have... off of that one and take
1: credit for It would have added a little bit of a a darker tone to it, maybe. Um, Which is probably a good direction to go after what Spider-Man 3 was. I just, I, I can't get into rebooting it, at least not yet. I feel like, I wish they would have let it lie for a while before they revisit it, but I realize they couldn't because of contractual obligations, and Sony was not about to lose that franchise. So they had to make a movie, and so they rebooted it. I mean, I guess it's, you know, a bit of a catch-22 because if they don't reboot it and they try to continue it with all new actors and new, uh, you know, directors and all that stuff, you see how that goes. Like, look at Batman Forever after the first two Batmans. They don't feel like they go together even though they're kind of supposed to.
0: So instead of putting your stamp on it, you would have been comfortable uh, mimicking Raimi's style.
1: Uh, yeah, well, if I was in charge, I would have brought Sam Raimi back and said, make a good movie. I know you can. And, oh, I'm not going to stand in the way. Like, I think the studio stood in the way of him making a good movie for Spider-Man 3. Well, they, you know, I he, agree he, with that. He because said they, they made him use Venom. Yeah, and they, nobody they wanted <laughs> Venom
2: in that fashion, right. in that rushed kind of way.
1: Man, would that Ooh. have been cool if they set it up in the third one, they introduced the black suit there's hints that maybe something's not right but then in the fourth one then that's venom and not only that they
2: also you know they made um they made harry into like a sort of green goblin hobgoblin knockoff as well so they really had
0: i always forget about that what a
2: shitty movie that they crammed three villains sort of into one movie when they really just needed sandman i think that that performance would have... Uh, I,
0: don't,
1: I, I would like them <clears throat>
0: to get away from two villains in general.
1: Yeah. It started out with a Tracy lot of promise. Tracy just texted
2: me crap in a hat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> started out with a lot of promise when they introduced Sandman. And I love that he looks... he got the green striped shirt. and you know He does all the things that Sandman really does the in the comics. movie could have
0: been just Sandman. Because the uh, Thomas Hayden Church did a great job. He really did. And the, the story was powerful you you'd sympathize with him yeah. you really felt for that character yep. the Not same way that Doc shit.
2: Ock in the second one you felt sympathy for that character yeah, because it's, it's a good because way to he,
0: he carried the emotional weight and I love Topher Grace but he didn't they just needed an Eddie Brock and then he's just fucking jealous of fucking Peter And they sometimes I feel shit. like
1: Topher Grace would have been the best Peter Parker of all
0: I I th- I'm I'm in. Go to ben. I've never thought of that before, but I yeah, yeah. I think that's I that's think well that done, been, sir. Okay. Wow, well played, it a big win right there. Yeah, I think Matt wins the night. Ding,
1: ding, ding. I think I'm under The defeated. night's
0: not over. Come on now. <laughs> so, uh, um, More? I'm gonna I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring this up. Where are these bugs are coming from? I oh, don't know. I'm gonna bring uh bring this performance up because I know it holds a special place in Matt's heart. Hugh Jackman as the Wolverine. I thought he was pretty great. He was He's the only version of Wolverine that I like. Up until Joss Whedon's Astonishing X-Men.
2: How about uh, Mark Miller's... Um,
0: oh, old Man, Lord Lord man Logan. Logan. Yeah, that was really good, too. But up, but up until those, like, I had never read a, a Wolverine that I liked. It was always kind of aggravated, but Hugh Jackman really gave him a different kind of depth that I didn't get before that in all of his six foot
1: glory yeah he gave him a six foot seven depth (laughs) (laughs) now Now does that
2: bother you so much even with that actor clearly playing the shit out of that role and being awesome and embodying who wolverine is but he's a little bit taller than you would want does that really bother you he's a little bit taller he's a lot taller he certainly is he's so tall He's about
1: two feet taller. They
2: had to build tracks around the X Men set so that he could, so that James Marsden could could walk (laughs) two feet higher than he naturally
1: stands. There's a sequence in the first X Men movie when they're um, storming the Statue of Liberty and they kind of like leap over a ledge and you see them like walking from behind. And you see Hugh Jackman walking like behind towering over, towering else. over James Marsden, and it, I'm like, oh man, that it just looked terrible. Now how about his performance, though? His performance is great, and even more than that, I love Hugh Jackman's enthusiasm to play the character.
0: Yeah, he, he isn't going to pull any Robert Downey shit.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm not going to play...
0: I'm not gonna he play do, uh, Tony Stark forever.
1: He will do Wolverine as long as he possibly can, and I think that's awesome. I think he, I, I think he wants to do it.
0: Someone would probably be like, "Hey, we can only give you a couple bucks for this," and he'll be like, "Yeah, let's
1: yeah. do it." Yeah. Um, but he, he's just too tall. He's
0: way <laughs> too tall. I want them to do an old man Logan. Once. They will once Hugh Jackman <laughs> as gets soon as he gets old age. enough. <laughs>
1: what if, I mean, what if, what if he was the right height, but he was three hundred pounds? Would you be like, oh, he's too fat? Yeah, yeah of course you yeah. would. He's just not the right body type. But they the can kid. get
2: around his height with simple m- movie tricks. His, not never, all the time, they, but they do get around it enough height, that it doesn't pull you out of the story. I never
1: knew until you just brought it up. I never knew that they made any efforts to make him seem shorter than he yeah. does. Because to me, he always seemed every inch as tall as he really is in I do not think his height was ever
0: an issue in the books. Like, I know he's shorter, but... I don't think it's. No one ever makes a big well, deal about the it. The reason
2: why he's the Wolverine is because Wolverines are small little cannonball kind of animals <laughs> that are fucking crazy. But it's it's the fact that I they're thought so.
0: it was because he had claws and he was vicious.
2: Well, that too. But it goes into a part of what the Wolverine's right. demeanor is, is also why they call him that. Is because they're compact, vicious animals with claws. <laughs> so I think that. I I don't know. I I I think that he played the role well, and he he continues to do so. And it never pulls me out of the story, even knowing that he's, you know, extremely taller than what the source material says. I I don't think you have to be a slave to the source material. Same thing with the Joker. You know, um, the performance that we talked about earlier. It doesn't have to be exact.
1: Yeah, I realize that, but I, I feel like Wolverine's stature. Is kind of one of his. Hugh Jackman is
0: a mammoth, six foot two.
1: Is one of his key
0: and a handsome physical
1: man. attributes. He's, I mean, yeah, you know, he's short, he's stocky, he's very wide, and he's hairy.
2: Would so, you take away? Would you replace Hugh Jackman, <laughs> who clearly is fit for this role as far as an acting Wolverine standpoint? Is five would you two. take that away? And yeah, yeah, he's a, he's he's much Jackman's strong. a whole foot. Yes. Taller. Would you cast somebody that was shorter but not as iconic as Hugh Jackman?
1: As iconic, he, like he,
2: Charlie Day. Wait a second, he, he, Hugh Jackman's fucking Wolverine. The fact that he was so good in X Men, yeah, accompanied with X Men being a good movie. But the fact that he took Marvel's one of its most popular characters
0: and embodied it, but he was he was iconic. he wasn't iconic before Wolverine. Wolverine made him. No, his the performance is. is
2: iconic. I'm saying that his performance as Wolverine Wait, didn't, is didn't iconic. Didn't you just
0: say, would you hire an, an iconic actor? Would you
2: hire somebody, would you take this iconic performance and throw it in the trash for somebody who is small, shorter and less of an actor? No. That's what I'm saying.
1: No, exactly. not, not less of an actor, but I would take it, I would throw Hugh Jackman's performance away in favor of somebody that looks the role more. And has the acting chops. not brings just as much to the table, you know, acting-wise,
0: performance-wise. Not to belabor the point of Men Without Shirts,
1: but how fucking fit is Hugh Jackman? Pretty fucking fit. Much more fit than he was in X-Men 1. (laughs) That guy is fucking ripped. Some of those
0: stills for the Wolverine, they're fucking scary. Because he's He's old.
2: They know that uh, they got us as audience members. Now they just got to convince our wives and girlfriends, and that's how they do it.
1: So, I love Hugh Jackman. I love that he wants to make more Wolverines. I wish that... I think the X-Men Origins Wolverine movie was a turd. I think X-Men 3 was a turd. would Wolverine Origins would have been a great
2: story if they just had them doing the Weapon X shit. Before Deadpool got all crazy yep. and if they would have just did that movie, I think it would have been really good.
1: Maybe.
2: Your face disagrees with me.
1: My face yeah. No,
2: you don't think that that would have been good? I enjoyed that I whole don't part. know. I even, you know what even
0: though Will I Am was in it and didn't shit. It was still pretty cover good. Enough Weapon X and X two.
2: Yeah, but I think that it still would've been a good movie. The way that they were going that path that they were going down and what they had on film was pretty good. I liked it.
1: It wasn't, it wasn't horrible. I haven't seen it in I a while, but I remember when I did see it, I kind of hated it. Oh. And no, I shouldn't be a tough it. critic. Um, just wasn't, wasn't my thing. I expected more. And I got to tell you, when I, I, leading up to the new Wolverine movie... Mm-hmm. Different director, right? Different director. I was really disappointed when I found out that the director that was uh, originally tapped to do it, um, Aaron, Loflowski? Aaron Neville, Ar- Arnovsky or something, Arnovsky. The, the guy Arnovsky? who did the wrestler, he did the wrestler in Black Swan, mm-hmm. and I was like, which well, are that's... the same
2: exact movie?
0: Isn't they that are? the guy that, that fucked a teenager and now he hides out in France? Who's no, that? guy? Roman no. Polanski. That's yeah. Roman yeah. Polanski. Polanski.
2: They (laughs) are. Not not the same.
1: But I thought that there could be something very cool with that, especially given the setting of Japan, which I'm really into.
0: I fucking hate that. I'm so. I don't give a shit about Japan or ninjas. I. uh, uh, I'll go see it. Unless they're Ninja there's no, Turtles, I'll go see it. But I'm um, so. Whenever I heard they were doing fucking Wolverine in Japan, and yeah, but that's an iconic that storyline. That's I know it is. a popular storyline. I don't give a shit.
2: I it's a fucking, logical. Don't cause, you don't give a shit that it's logical that they would do that
0: because there's I, yeah, no I, I ninja I under, power rings. I understand why they're doing it. I understand that it's an iconic story, but it just doesn't interest me. Okay. Ninjas don't interest me. I don't. I don't even like Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Okay. They just The only ninjas I like
1: are Ninja Turtles. So anyway, um, I was a little disappointed once that director decided he wasn't going to do the movie. But I was still kind of excited because I still like the setting, Japan, and going into his whole training with ninjas and everything. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. But then I saw the trailer and I was like, wow, this does not look good. Yeah. And no wonder they held back on that trailer for as long as they did.
2: To be honest, I don't think I've even seen it. For the new one? Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've seen I, it.
0: You I you don't mean, think it looks good? No, do you? I think the it poster. looks I think it looks passable. I think it looks it looks fine. Yeah,
1: I, have to watch I, it. I don't know. I mean you know, these bullshit three D movies and don't even get me started on Yeah, 3D. but that's uh, I mean, they can't uh, help uh, that. Uh, that's uh, a studio
2: talent. 11... Yeah, at some point you have to come to the realization that You can studio's make... gonna bully and, and push their objective on, on some things. You don't have to they see have it to, in 3D. Yeah.
1: No, I, I realize that. Did you still, see Star Trek in 3D? No. But, you know, like, it shouldn't even be an option. So you got this $12 a pop ticket. But you don't have to see it in 3D,
2: though. You can make that choice. And by you making that. If by that you was making, your, if that was By your you only making that option,
0: choice.
1: I'd be pissed.
2: Yeah, me but too. It's not. You can make the choice. And by you making the choice, by not going and
0: spending that money, you're voicing right. your opinion. Right, I do that.
2: I but voice, you but you want it gone completely. Do you oh. voice
0: your opinion by calling the theaters? No. Like you do when you get
1: a bad haircut?
2: Did you call the theaters? When no,
0: you <laughs> I
1: I got I had a I got a bad haircut what at they do? It was so bad. It, they turned my head into a square. And <laughs> and I was so embarrassed to like go to work. I mean, it was Paul. How
0: yeah, bad it was
1: it? It was different. <laughs> and and I was so upset. I was I was almost traumatized. Like and this is in, this is recent, huh? Of, <laughs> no, this and is like four. This oh, four years ago. Yeah. Okay. And this
0: is, and One of Matt's things is Matt doesn't want you to know he's had a haircut. That's the kind of haircut Matt wants. It should never look different. Yeah, you know, like I'll I'll go real short and then I'll let it get jaggy and back and forth. But Matt doesn't and I'll want just any let it clues. Get shaggy all the time. Any clues to a haircut? But this one was
1: it would I told her don't use the clippers. Oh. I don't like the clippers, just scissors, please. What comes out the fucking clippers? Well, I got to blend it. She blended it to like it's stump. <laughs> I mean like there was like only head left. I swear to god there was like no hair. And and I, w- I had to go to work. I was so horribly embarrassed because I had a square for a head. And and I went online and I sent an Looked email. square head
2: syndrome. And,
1: and they were like, well, why don't you just go back and tell them? And I, it's always one of those deals. I don't want to go back and be like, yeah, well, you fucked up my head. Fix it.
2: Because then it's awkward going right. back just, after can you just that, give me my
1: money back? So, so
2: then they're like sweeping your hair out and gluing it back on yeah, your head. Right. <laughs> yeah, you,
1: Don't take more off. So...
0: Yeah. I think Marty, me... Martin that cuts my hair when I check out always asks if, if I want a receipt. And I know she has to, but in my head I'm always like, "Well, oh, I can't give this back. Right.
2: Well, next time. I can't return you... this. Next time you get the receipt and
0: then the next day you come back and you're like, no, eh, this ain't working. I'm
1: not happy with this. So,
0: So they, are, would, they would they offer you free haircuts and I think you said, they gave... fuck that. I don't want to go back for your shitty
1: haircut. No, that's not true. I I got I think a couple free coupons in the mail yeah. and I went back and I've been going there since and they it's a different person all the time. Do they listen to this podcast? I uh, probably not.
0: So you need a you need a regular. Someone that knows what's going on. Well, how there.
1: much do you pay for a haircut?
0: 15. Don't look at me. I never get my
2: haircut. See, I'm
1: 16. We know. But I think it where I go, they charge like two extra bucks if you request somebody. Like if you have a regular. Anytime like, I get my
0: haircut, you call me gay. I like it big, man. I like it out there. I'm not. I'm truly not gonna ha- be happy until you have one a sweet afro or two a kid and play flat top. Ooh.
1: Now, is this is the biggest that Ian has had it? No, no it's been no, bigger than this. Yeah. yeah. I think it's lovely right now. <laughs> thank you you're welcome
0: so how do we get the haircuts from
1: gee
0: I don't where know. were we Wolverine or something haircuts Wolverine from ninjas <sighs>
2: Wolverine ninjas I think they did Wolverine's hair really well um whenever I saw what they were going to do I was pretty impressed because all the time reading Wolverine books you think how are they going to get that triangle shape yeah. to do you know? I, they I did like... a great job
0: I like that as comic book movies move forward, studios seem to be getting more comfortable with a classic comic book outfit. Like yeah. I think if Bullseye if they redid Bullseye I think he would look more of the to, traditional outfit, not yeah. a fucking leather jacket and a stamp in his forehead. Yeah. You know, the Amazing Spider for Amazing Spider Man two, it's the comic book it's the classic comic book outfit. It doesn't have like the weird stripes on the fingers this time.
2: I wish that the Green Lantern movie... I wish they would have went with more suits and just an actual... It could be the body-molded Batman Forever style. That's fine. That would be okay. But I didn't like the CGI suits and goggles. The mask was really
1: bad. I think it's kind of, um, kind of funny if you think about it. In the X-Men movie, the first one, how they made a conscious effort to avoid the superhero-looking outfits in favor of the leather biker outfits and they acted like that was a better alternative but if that movie was made today what 10 12 13 14 years later they would make them look more like the superhero suits more like akin to the Avengers I think you can costumes. get away
0: with changing up the costumes with the, with the X-Men more because they've had yeah. a lot of different outfits they've had a lot of different styles I agree but for someone like but like for someone like Daredevil who's only had two outfits really Yep I mean, it's a little harder to play it fast and loose. Even,
1: even, the, outfits, outfits really even well. the
0: outfits, in
2: first class. I mean, even still, I mean, they're, they're using the color scheme, but that's not necessarily the X Men uniforms right. from the comic. Was the, the '90s blue and gold?
1: Right. But to Paul's point, it changes so much; it doesn't feel like they're deviating that much because there yeah. really is no standard. Yeah, yeah, like with I agree. Spider Man, there's there's a fucking standard, but mm-hmm. Batman, pretty much, there's a standard. Um, Superman definitely. Th-
2: How do you feel about Superman not having the S on the back of the
0: cape?
1: I hate it. You mean the Hope?
0: Ooh,
2: I forgot. Yeah, the Hope.
0: I I, I don't I don't like it. I th- I, th- I think it's fine for the movie. No, yeah, I, for the movie I, th- I think it's fine. I was thinking of the comics where it's
2: black. No, no, I was thinking about the movie.
0: Uh, the, the movie's fine. The movie's fine. I think this outfit. I I wish it was a little more traditional, a little more spandexy, and didn't have all the kind of little like. Kryptonian, um,
1: yeah, like the little
0: highlights and stuff on it, all the
1: intricate design work, intricate
0: design work. But I think for what this movie is, and I think for the tone of this movie and the color scheme and everything, I think it's, I think it'll work pretty good.
2: I'm pretty excited for the Superman movie. I watched the trailer again um, a couple days ago. I just like the fact that you know. it looks like there's a war going on that they have to, you know, send the baby away from the planet basically destroying itself. Not by some act of nature, but because they all went crazy, it looks like, or having some civil war. There's
0: a bunch of little clips in the trailer that have really sucked sucked me into this. And one of them is from one of the latest TV spots where it doesn't look like it's a trailer for for Man of Steel at first. It looks like, it almost looks like an army ad and then you you see you know the soldiers preparing for something and then it's just a really quick shot of superman maybe like 20 feet in the air just hovering in front of them and it looks so realistic it looks so good they finally have flight and you know the the dynamics of it you know the gravity the weight the center of gravity they have, they know how to do flight now and that makes such a big difference in it, superhero movies.
2: It also looks like they finally have Superman having fights with people and in in, in, in expressing all his powers, where in the other movies, all he's doing is lifting some stuff and throwing some things and, and pushing things and dragging things and spinning stuff. He's not fighting. He's not using all of his powers. And it looks like he's punching dudes in the air. He's
0: fucking some shit up. And I'm excited to see Superman actually... Really throw down On the Fat Man on Batman podcast with Jim Lee I thought it was really funny when he said Superman and Superman Returns Seemingly spent the whole movie Catching heavy things And putting them down really softly
2: (laughs) (laughs) He really did do all that
0: Yeah I'm really having a hard time Keeping my uh, Keeping my excitement tempered for this It looks really good And Henry Cavill I think Fuck! He looks like he's gonna be great. He looks like he could be a new generation's Christopher Reeve. Yeah. It's so uh, I, I will. I'm not. I'm not ready to to project that officially yet. Yeah. But looks looks pretty diesel. Now, do you typically
2: get do you, do you let yourself get all crazy? Do you let yourself get wrapped up in the yes. hype?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I I did for Superman Returns. I was I was in. I couldn't stroke myself enough before that movie came Isn't out. Isn't that I was, how you always are? Yeah it is. I, w- I was ready. This was gonna be so good. And all the trailers were like, this is gonna be great. And then it came out and it just wasn't it wasn't what I had as expectations and it was it was devastating. I, now with, with Green Lantern I was a little more cautious because eh, some stuff I don't know. So I was I was I had a hard time processing Green Lantern. But. For about a year leading into Green
2: Lantern, I think you and I had had conversations where, oh, I don't like this choice they're making. I don't like
0: this decision. because they, It looks yeah, kind of cartoony.
2: I don't because know. Because they no. made
0: bad decisions early. They yeah. released bad decisions to the public early. Superman Returns didn't do that. No. Everything that well, they, they had, released for Superman Returns was, was good. Like, well, the they, most, had,
2: they had uh, an actor that looked the part. They had a great um, director that had taken a franchise in X Men and gone you places had,
0: with it. You had an iconic actor like Kevin Spacey coming in to play Lex Luthor. The biggest, the biggest gripe going into Superman Returns was the red's too dark on a suit and the logo's too little. But like, I mean, everything else with that movie, I'm sure there are you know Kate Bosworth haters too. But like, the biggest problem were just those little things about the suit. So you didn't at least Green Lantern they threw a couple of things at you and You're you like, were like Ew. Ew. but Superman Returns was it it hit all the beats that it should have and then it came out it's just a fucking stinker because even whenever and I feel I, I feel bad saying that because it's not as it's not as bad as a lot of people give it credit for
2: there's a little uh, bit of I a, agree with
0: that a, like uh,
2: whenever Batman Begins came out
0: there was a little bit of hesitation.
2: Because it had been a while since Batman was out and, and had a good movie. But still, there was a little bit of... It looked good, at least. And it looked like something. And Chris Nolan had done other things before. And it might be a more serious take on Batman. We didn't know how fucking serious it was going to be. Law and order. But, um, <laughs> but with, Green Lan- with Green Lantern, I remember
0: thinking, uh, this is going to break Paul's little heart. It was it was tough, and then, like there were some things to get excited about. I really like, uh, oh, the guy that played Hector Hammond, Skarsgård. Is it a- Eric Skarsgård? No, it's not Alexander. That's the guy from True Blood. From huh. True Blood. And it's not Stellan Scarsgard because that's the guy from Thor. But uh, the guy that played Hector Hammond is a really good actor. I really like him. And he's... Peter Skarsgård. Peter Skarsgård. I thought I thought he was going to be great. Uh, Mark Strong is Sinestro. There's an underrated comic book performance. He made Sinestro step off the page and into real life. He was fantastic. He looked the role. He played him just fucking an arrogant douche. He was he did such a good job, but everything around him was just it was just kind of bad. Ron Reynolds was solid but Mark Strong was really the highlight of performance in that movie
1: I agree okay Matt Um, yeah I agree with that I think that Sinestro um, was the the part of that movie that most felt like the comic book comes to life and that's exciting yeah um, I think the first five minutes of that movie, or maybe first ten minutes, where it's all, like, outer space shit, and you see um, Avon Sur, and you just start to get a sense for what the Green Lanterns are all about and everything, I thought that was really fascinating, and I was kind of pulled into the world that they had created, but they shit on it, it's like they, like, didn't care what they had just established, and they were, I don't know, like, who wrote that movie, I mean... It was more the writing, more so than really performances. I, the only performance, well, well, again, what was that actor's name? Played Peter Skarsgård. Peter Skarsgård. His um, Mark Guggenheim was on his this portrayal Guggenheim. as he became he more the and main more evil. Greg Berlain. wasn't meant to be the comedic performance that it was, but it really was hilarious, yeah. and that's not a compliment.
0: And Berlanti and Guggenheim. <laughs> Their are executive producers on Arrow So I think Part of the problem with the writing For Green Lantern was The classic Warner Brothers Too many cooks in the kitchen <sighs>
2: Where they pushed it got, Guggenheim like and this. Berlanti yeah. have written
0: comics before
2: they're, yeah. I think they're, Guggenheim Has been on Blade at some point They're fans, or something of, the, like they're fans that. of the
0: work So I wouldn't be surprised If they went in And you know, it was just Hector Hammond we just setting a parallax like stuff, and the studio was, the Warner Brothers, were like, no, 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 that's not exciting enough. We need to do this. It needs to be big, blah, 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 right. and kind of force their hand, like uh, Sony did with, with. Spider,
2: Batman. yeah, Spider-Man Three. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. fellas? <sighs> well, gentlemen, or do we want to do a little Casals What you've been
1: reading? Yeah. We can. I think that's always a lot of fun. We well, do. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's sucky when I have to listen to shitty uh, what you've been readings by Paul or Ian. I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I always like. So Matt, yeah. you guys have been reading.
2: What you been reading? What have
1: I been reading? Well, I'll be honest with you. I I have not read anything this week. Um, I was a little bit.
2: That's shocking.
1: <laughs> I was a little bit ill. And under the weather, he and reads. I spent, He just doesn't read what we want him to. Read. And I did. I spent my my free time doing um, an illustration, or two illustrations. Mm-hmm. Now um, let's asshole.
2: go. Let's go a little bit into this. Why did you feel the need to do a second illustration after the one that you did, which the fans haven't seen? Maybe I'll put it up if I get enough demand. No, don't. You do. know where to find me. Um, but why did you feel the need to go in and? do another one your well, first I did, one was perfectly fine i
1: did the first one and i didn't really like it that much and then i saw your guyss and then i liked it even less and um i was like no i i can do better than i did the first time i'm, I'm terribly unhappy with this so i, I like the first one uh, i also like the first one better than the second one
0: because the first one didn't look like mine
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh with the box thing
0: the second one was good though. I like the, I don't know what the hell L- LR laser is, but I don't know what it is. You don't
1: either. get the reference. Really good. I don't. Really it good. Whatever my head is. If, well. if anybody gets it, maybe you get a candy bar or a Karate kid T-shirt. Well. Well, oh, now, now,
0: no to the T-shirt.
1: Maybe I'll get the T-shirt. You people can have the candy bar. Um, yeah. If you get the reference, um, big, big bonus points to you. I don't know what the hell that means, but you'll win a no prize. We'll send you an envelope with nothing in it.
2: I can't wait to do that to somebody
1: <laughs> um,
0: so you didn't you didn't read this week you were sick, you spent a lot of the time on the toilet
1: I did um and uh yeah, the free time that I did have when I wasn't resting and sleeping, which I did a lot of. I slept a lot i um I tried to whip up those illustrations in time to get them posted well you
0: needed to you needed to conserve your strength to do this tonight
1: I did yeah. How am I doing?
0: Strong. Strong. Winning.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, you're undefeated tonight. <clears throat> um, in the McSauce <laughs> Arena.
1: sauce Battle Arena.
0: <laughs> the battle dining so, room.
1: So um what I what I can tell you what I have read, what you what you read, we could change it for That's tonight. not the segment. Ian. You're up. Okay. No.
0: <laughs> what have you read?
1: Um Paul with your with your douchey um post Make on dot com you <sighs> inspired me to bring in a book uh, that i that I hold near and dear to my heart um called the Shutterbug Follies um, reading it is not folly, contrary to unpopular belief just looking at this, this looks like crap. <laughs> That's the thing I like about the McSauce comic book podcast is the open-minded <laughs> nature. <laughs> uh, so,
2: Matt, tell us about the Shutterbug. It's a, it's these. a really weird. There's
0: titties oh, in I like it, some which I liked. But it's in the like. I like the art.
1: But it's kind of like your art a little bit, Yeah, but it's it's really... The story is really fucking
0: weird. It's such an indie story. And the main chick has short hair, and I don't like short hair.
1: Yeah, the main chick is... But I do like titties. Yes. Yeah.
2: Every page, ladies and gentlemen. Titties.
1: Woo! Titties and and death, it seems, on every page.
2: Man, Um, we love some titties and death.
1: The the Shutterbug Follies is a... a uh, self-contained hardback uh, comic book, although it's done more a little bit in, I guess, kind of a weird landscape style. Um, almost looks like a like a book book. Yeah, but like almost like a comic strip book until you look at it, and it's a little bit more like comic book layout. It's it's kind of weird. you almost have to see it. Um, it has an incredibly clean and um, and very simplistic style, but yet kind of weirdly detailed. It's it's a little hard to explain. It actually isn't that far away from Paul's style, I would say.
0: And I think that's that's part of what hurt the story for me is that it's a it's a pretty grim story. Like some fucked up shit happens in it, but the art doesn't lend itself. Like the art's really it's really bright, the colors are really bright it looks like it's supposed to be a fun book but you get into this gruesome story and the art and the story didn't line up for me
1: no, it, it definitely is a um, a different juxtaposition of art and story um, but I like the two separate from each other so, like, putting them together didn't really bother me, but I see how they don't exactly align perfectly. So you
2: would eat a peanut butter sandwich and then a jelly sandwich separate, and you wouldn't combine <laughs> them.
0: Never the Twix shall meet. Like a right Twix
2: and a left Twix.
1: <laughs> um,
2: I just but, derailed you. I'm sorry.
1: Sorry. Buddy. But uh, the, the story basically is of a uh, a young girl that works at a at a camera shop and she's developing film for a russian customer that she starts to realize um this this guy is basically killing people and taking pictures so she starts to get kind of curious and then she starts kind of stalking this guy and kind of like snooping around and and it's the follies that ensue from there. Um, at one point, she gets made, and you know the, the Russian guys onto her, and mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy shit ensues. But it's it's a fun read, I think. It's fun in that it's kind of real fast paced. It's um, it's a page turner, and it's self contained, which is nice. You know, you get the whole story in one shot. It's a really nice production, like really nice production values. The hardcover. Um, the paper I think is kind of nice. It's not glossy it's like got this real nice matte finish and the colors have a have a very solid tone to them there, there's no like gradients or um, like like flash to it it's it, it just all kind of works from a visual standpoint mm-hmm. so um, I, I had Paul check it out years ago. Um, I assume based on his his douchey, uh, post on McSauce this week that he did not like it. I don't remember him disliking it to the extent that he made it sound, but um, I, on the other hand, would recommend this book, and I can tell Ian wants to borrow it and read it this May- weekend.
2: Maybe not. Maybe not. Um,
1: and, uh, I can't say I hate it. And, and this book is made by a... Uh, it's written and drawn by the same person. His name is Jason Little, and there's a picture of Jason Little in the back of the book, and he kind of looks like an asshole, but maybe maybe he is maybe he isn't. Oh, he's a, he's a dick. Let
0: me see. The, oh, that kid's an asshole. He looks like he should be in a barbershop quartet. There is a follow up. Oh, you didn't really buy the follow up. What are you doing? Does he still look like a douche? And,
1: and Jason Little looks completely different by the time the follow up cuz no. I hope all his friends told
2: him that he was a dickhead.
1: Oh, he's still. He's just he just looks like a different kind of dickhead Yeah and um the the follow up uh, i won't get into it but it it was good but it wasn't as good i don't think as the first one um but i recommend both is it
2: the same
1: same um, char- same characters? main character um it only really features the one character maybe her friend is in the beginning from the first story but um i mean tonality wise it's it's very much the same as the first one um They're very entertaining. I think they're. I think they're really good, and I think um, I would have to recommend them to our dear listeners. If you want something kind of different, if you like, Shutterbug Follies is for you. Shutterbug Follies is for you, especially if you appreciate the art on this website. Shutterbug Follies is your cup of tea. It's way better than what we do.
2: Yeah, it is very nice.
0: Well, I would like to give a little bit of love to comic book writer Brandon Thomas, who did a fantastic job writing 12 issues of Voltron for Dynamite. That series has come to a close, uh, mostly because he got saddled with two giant pieces of dog shit for artists. (laughs) <laughs> the story was so good but The art just dragged the entire thing down It, was, it could have been a really cool Really cool ongoing Voltron book um, It picks up after The old cartoon leaves off And it goes in a More mature direction Yeah oh she has hairy armpits That's kind of sexy <laughs> It goes in a, It goes in a More mature direction for fans That grew up as kids of Voltron and now we're older, and we want a little bit of a different product. And Brandon Thomas did a great job relating that, but they gave him two terrible artists, and I think that had a lot to do with tanking the book. But I think they're still worth a read. You read the first six, and you weren't impressed.
2: No, I couldn't get around the art. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't very good at all. And the
0: art's it's, it's bad. It was so yeah. bad. It, it
2: was, it was, it was too much for me to get over. And that was the
0: first six. The second six issues were even worse. Yeah, like I don't, I don't understand how this guy got paid. I don't, I don't know how <laughs> he got this, this gig, doing this book because it's, it's really, it's really bad.
2: I'm a big fan of Voltron, and it really bums me out that it was not what I would have wanted from my current day Voltron book. Especially when you think about the good work that back in the early 2000s IDW put out Transformers. That was really awesome. I kind of had similar hopes for this Voltron book, and it.
1: I feel like, though, the Dynamite books, maybe in general, and, and even like those, a lot of the IDW books, have kind of typically crappy art. Yeah, um, I, and, I agree. And, you know, obviously, like, when IDW first launched, they launched with Transformers. I think and Transformers might have the been art. the
2: exception, because Pat Lee was perfect to draw those and Transformers. He ca- was terrible at drawing humans, he, he, but thank he God did, they, did they did weren't
1: IDWs. Yeah. That's how IDW started, as... That was Pat Lee's thing? No, no, no. From, that was Dreamwave. Dreamwave. Oh, Dreamwave. Right.
2: Okay. Yeah. I apologize.
0: Because... Dreamwave. Pat... They... Once that Dreamwave series ended, which was fucking amazing... Yeah, it was
2: Dreamwave.
0: Once that ended, then IDW picked it up. And right IDW here, right. didn't and do didn't a very good job at all.
1: And it, it sucked. Pat Lee moved on to doing, like, some weird shit, I think, at Image Comics. Like, some more medieval style with, like, elves and shit. I he, forget. He what.
2: also did a small run on Iron Man. He was on Iron Man. Which he draw, his that's he draws robots uh, like nobody's horrible. business. If Iron Man could always be in the suit and always <laughs> fight robots, it would have been an awesome book. Ian? I have been reading... I read the... Um, I, I had one thing I was going to talk about. I want to talk about something different. I've been reading... Robot? Uh, Teen Titans, the Jeff Johns oh, first run of Teen Titans. What a, what a great book. It really is a great book. It's about the, um, the Teen Titans reforming after, uh, I guess, Donna Troy, who was a member of the Teen Titans, died at some point and the Titans were disbanded. And now, some of the senior members of the old Titans, like Starfire and Cyborg and Beast Boy, um, are bringing back these these younger um, Titans to, to start over start the team over and start the legacy and the tradition over um they, they go up against uh Deathstroke who i guess was um was he was possessed by an old member of the titans uh jericho that had passed away uh and it it was uh it's it's a pretty decent decent uh take on the titans i only really know of you know the teen titans go cartoon i really didn't like that so this is my first real reading of the Teen Titans, and um, Jeff Johns can't argue with his writing style. Um, uh, I read through the first half of the first trade yesterday. I still have the second half and, and another trade to go, but I'm really excited about it. It's it's a it's a really good read. It's a pretty fast read. So. Uh, do you typically like team books? I do like team books. Um, X Men, Avengers. Justice League, um, I I can get into team I, books.
1: I tend to really like them in theory, or yeah. like you know on paper, so to speak. <laughs> but
2: where else are we going to
0: be reading this book? But but on your a lot side, of sir. the
1: times, the execution of them, I feel like there's just not enough character development to go around for everybody to mm-hmm. keep stay interesting, and you got to you know keep the plot moving. So. More often than not, I tend to get let down by team books, but it sounds pretty interesting. It sounds like possibly worth checking out.
2: Yeah, I've, um, I would recommend it. It's, um, you know Paul always sings the praises of this particular run on Teen Titans. Um, I've enjoyed it so far. Uh, it's
0: good. It was really a disappointment when the New 52 launched that they didn't revert back to this team because i think the members of this team had such a good dynamic with each other they all worked they they all worked very just very well together and the current team that they're using is just a fucking shit show
2: yeah it feels like a
0: it's just a bunch of forced we're gonna People just slap throw, together. Just throw some new characters in here, and we're just gonna we're just gonna roll call, them
2: out. It feels like they're just gonna call them the Teen Titans in the new book, whereas in this old Jeff Johns run, they there was a the there Teen was Titans. a lineage that was happening. There were reasons they had uh, statues built to the original founders That's of the cool. Teen Titans. Uh, there's a scene where uh, Nightwing comes in, and, and you can really feel feel that uh, his his leadership role that he used to have on this team. One of my favorite parts is whenever Robin, they're sneaking out, and Robin turns and they're like, "Oh, you just you just lied, to Starfire,"
0: and he turns and he's like, "I lied, to Batman." And that goes. I love that line. And that goes back to the history of the old Fifty Two, the old DC universe, because you had all this all this lineage, you had all this legacy, all this history that you could that you could look back on, that made a lot of things more important. But now, with all they rebooted, no history, nothing's important.
2: Anytime that they go back and they're like, well, this happened, it feels forced because you weren't there as a reader. You didn't experience any of that. So it feels like, I know that it's all made up, but it feels like they just made it up on the spot. I gotcha. Yeah. So, that's what I've been reading. I would recommend the uh, Teen Titans, Jeff Johns run. When is that from? It's from, I want to say, the mid-2000s? Does that sound right? And who was the artist? Um, there are two artists on this book Tom Gromit from Robin
1: fame, uh, uh, like I old 90s Robin. Like Wallace and Gromit.
2: <laughs> and, and then I'm not totally sure who the second artist is, but I think okay. Paul's going to walk over there and grab, um, grab the trade that he has. Stay
1: tuned, folks. We are about to find out who the second artist is on Teen Titans. Don't you worry. And me but, and Ian are going to see it. Unfortunately, you won't see it. You'll have to use the internet.
2: But my, Michael Turner did the cover to this trade and it Mike
1: one. Mike McCone.
0: Mike
2: McCone.
1: Mike
0: McCone. Does the first two trades.
2: And um yeah, the the cover to that by Michael Turner is a really dynamic. It
1: really is. Image. I think his Robin looks badass. That's the way Robin should look. That that's my Robin. That's
0: yeah. yeah me Robin too like. me too. And that's that's Tim Drake who should be Robin. Yeah.
1: So that's what I've been reading. Teen Titans,
0: a kid's game, folks Good well, stuff. kids, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. Signing off, I am Paul McGinty, Ian Sharpley, Matt Cassell, and we will see you guys next week.